Blog Talk Radio.
judgment comes upon the law. No time to waste, run to the cross. Drunk old lies of this age. Feels too smart to believe. Trade their future for the lust. Blindly passing, they call you to join them. Fall into the order that Satan has designed. Men getting ready to sell their soul for a chance to receive his mark. Father, we praise your name. Thank you, Father. Father, teach us all to praise. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus more than anything this evening that all of us, every single one of us that are regular listeners of this program, who you have blessed with, well, I say this with humility, and you know that, Father, um, advanced understandings of things, um, which does not give us any privilege in heaven whatsoever, none at all. The only thing that is a blessing associated with it is having maybe a little bit more of a stable understanding of where we are and what our requirements are to maybe be chosen and not just called. And Father, more than anything, we want to be chosen to be part of the first fruits, the barley harvest, when you make the choice that it is the time. We thank you, Father God, for helping us to understand that we're going to be here. The entire bride and all iterations of the rapture are going to happen after the global financial collapse and the, and the completion of the third seal. We also thank you, Father God, for helping us to understand that the Antichrist will have to be revealed to the vast majority. While we know that our fellow believers, not all of them will believe that the Antichrist is who the Antichrist is when he is revealed. However, Father, we just pray that you will give them a, a spirit of forgiveness and just help them to be able to see, take away the um, take away their blindness, make their blind eyes healed so they will be able to see. We pray, Father God, that those who are just naturally because of their own proclivities, their own itching ears, are gravitating toward the pillow prophets and the seven mountains people that they honestly believe are hearing from God, but we know are not. 
Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that the things that are about to happen on the earth will awaken our fellow brothers and sisters. We pray, Father God, in the name of Jesus that we will not be found guilty of being complaining, sad, bummed out, disparate and frustrated Israelites that end up having to stay in the desert for an undetermined period of time. Then instead, Father God, we would be compliant with your scripture, which is complex and difficult to understand for so many, and praise you in all things. Give you praise in all things, good and bad, and take joy, truly have joy and trust in you, knowing that the things that we are going through have an eternal meaning that is very significant, very, very significant and could possibly qualify us, maybe, to be part of the ruling class, your chosen bride, over all of eternity. And that's not just ruling and reigning in heaven. That's ruling and reigning across all the universes. Thank you for helping us to understand these things. Thank you, Father, for helping us to be able to see so many advanced, incredible mysteries in the Bible that are just woven, the words, the scriptures, and how they all intertwine harmoniously. Thank you, Father God, for helping us to understand that we have finally plunged into Revelation chapter 6. Thank you, Father God, for helping us to understand that we are no longer just standing on the precipice of the sorrows period, not just the beginning of sorrows. Indeed, we are in still the beginning of sorrows, but We are on the precipice. We are standing, if you will, on the entryway to the parking lot known as the period of sorrows. We don't know what that entails. We don't know what it's going to force us to go through. We don't know what comforts that we have in our lives here as members of Babylon the Great. And for those of us who are in different parts of the world that are probably not being hit so hard by the cataclysmic and apocalyptic events that are occurring and crushing the financial system of the globe intentionally at the hands of the Antichrist as he manipulates the entity that refers to itself as Biden, but is actually a shape-shifting reptilian from the bowels of the deepest parts of hell. We praise you, Father God, for helping us to understand these things and to realize that compared to where we were, just a few years ago, just prior to the pandemic or even during the pandemic, at least we knew, Father God, that when we entered into the pandemic that you had lifted your hand of protection across the entire world and it was un- uh, like a- an event like no other, a judgment event like no other at the hands of Satan, who you obviously unleashed upon the world that, was, that could only be topped by the very flood, by the flood of Noah. Thank you for helping us to understand, Father God, that you are in control of Satan. Thank you, Father God, for helping us to understand that the time that Satan realizes is short, that his time is short, has not yet come. Thank you, Father God, for helping us to understand that that is spelled out very clearly in in, in Revelation chapter 12. Thank you, Father God, for helping us to understand that we, just by looking around us, are right in the midst of the Olivet Discourse. Indeed, we are heading closely toward the end of the Olivet Discourse, which indicates strongly with the consummation of the third seal and the revelation of the Antichrist and the revealing of the aliens, which is the strong delusion, regardless of what anybody says. That's a fact. We know that and we praise you for it. And Father, we just lift you up and glorify you, and and we ask you more than anything to just fill us with supernatural praise. 
we, there really isn't when you think about it, Father, and I, I pray that this touches the hearts of every single listener of this program, and I wish every single buddy listened to every single program because there's so much they miss when they miss a program. But I realize time is dear to so many of us, and many of us are under such persecution and such challenges associated with our jobs and our families and husbands and wives splitting up and all the things that you warned us about. Losses of homes, being homeless, um, all kinds of awful things that are happening to people that belong to you, Father. But you never promised us anything more, Jesus, than clothing and food. Never mentioned when you told us not to worry that we were going to have a dwelling place. That was never stated. Father, we praise you and help us to praise you. Help us to realize that it's not we're not praising you per se, that we've been, you know, put into a situation where we're having to deal with an excessive amount of ugly, excessive amount of testing, excessive, excessive amount of uh, fiery fires that are to test us as if something strange has happened to us, Father. But that we're praising you because we recognize how close it is to our departure, how soon it, I mean, I don't like the word soon, it's in, it's in specific, but Father God, compared to where we were three years ago, it's unbelievable. The things that are happening across the world right now are unbelievable. It doesn't guarantee a departure that's within the realm of our level of comfort, but it should cause us all to be full of joy and praise. Full of joy and praise because the ultimate end result of all the things that are happening around us, if we take our minds and our hearts off of the things of this earth and keep them stayed on things above, as we're commanded in Colossians 3, verse 2, if we give you praise and joy and, 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 and recognition for all of the wonderful things that you have done in our lives thus far, translating that over into a spirit of trust that should overwhelm us right now, but in many cases does not, Father, we just ask for that anointing to be increased tenfold, maybe more. We're asking you, Father God, to place that spirit of praise because you're not going to rapture in the barley harvest. The people are complaining and sad because we're, com we're commanded to be full of joy and that when we lose our salt, we're not worth anything. And we have to learn to translate what we perceive in our earthly eyes as eternal glory and joy that we are on the precipice of experiencing now more than ever before in the history of the world. And to understand that that journey, that from a relativity standpoint, is very close to being over, even though it may last far longer than we think, is one that has glory, one that has rewards, as long as everything that we do and think and behave and all of our behaviors are holy and righteous and we're constantly seeking you, we're constantly confessing of our sins and self-examining our behaviors and, and just seeking you in holiness and righteousness and praying for the lost and doing all the things that we've been asked to do. Difficult is the way. Father, we just pray that you will just anoint us and fill us with that joy. Because if we look at the things that are happening across this world and our hearts are full of sadness, we have indeed lost the salt. We have forgotten to praise you. We have become indeed just another version of the Israelites who were forced to stay in the desert a lot longer. And this prison planet, this alien demon infested rock, is yet another version of the Israeli desert in their journey away from slavery, which they should have been praiseful for 
no matter what. But yet they complained and were unhappy, even with their manna. The miracles that you did for them. The miracles that we oftentimes do not see because we're so busy feeling sorry for ourselves. Losing that eternal eyesight, that spiritual vision that we have all been given through the presence of the Holy Spirit, but yet fail to overcome our earthly eyesight. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus that each of our eyes are blinded to the earth. That each of our eyes are blinded to the comforts that we've been afforded because they offer us nothing in eternity. Help us each to understand in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ that compared to eternity, our experience on this earth is but a small red dot on a large rope that goes off past the vanishing point into the distance. Help us, Father God, to realize that really, when we truly think about it, there ought to be nothing but joy in our hearts right now because look at where we are compared to where we were. That, in and of itself, is a reason for each of us to stand up in the morning, no matter what we have to face, and say, thank you, Jesus. And now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, our Lord Jesus Christ, the power that works in us, be glory, dominion, majesty, and power both now and forever. In Jesus' name we pray and thank you, Father God, for your anointing upon us, the joy that you are going to fill our hearts with. Correct our course and help us to understand that if we are full of frustration, full of sadness, full of complaining, full of dissatisfaction, if we are the Israelites, we're going to stay in the desert. And none of us wants to stay in the desert. Help us, Father God, to have that joy that it overflows and we become Jesus in the eyes of all of those around us. Because that is our earthly destiny. We thank you for revealing it to that, that, that this uh, absolute incredible uh, mystery associated with our time here on the earth in such a fashion that it can benefit all of those around us as well as us in our eternity. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray and thank you. Amen. Hallelujah.
Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Kids, are you there? Ah, you're always at the ready. You're always at the ready. Kids, do you mind if I kind of read a prophecy that's, you know, kind of like a bummer, but exciting at the same time? I know it's a paradox. I know it's complicated. What do you think? Is it okay with you? All right. <laughs> See, you guys are real Jesus kids. You totally get it. When it's bad, it's good. <laughs> ah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, in the spirit of the portfolio of information that I'm going to convey this evening, <clears throat> um, I feel led to read a what a uh, prophetic word that was what um, Wings of Prophecy refers to as a repost, R-E-P-O-S-T. Now, I think what that means is that if you go to the main site, you're not going to see it, uh, that uh, she's sending it out, uh, you know, to the people that subscribe via email. Anyway, so that being said, um, I found it quite interesting, particularly in light of Papa got a pedal, 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 Papa got a pedal. Hallelujah. Spewing so much ash right now that it's covering the very streets of Mexico City. I find it very, very interesting. In light of all the other things that are going on, there's so many. All at the same time. Imagine that. Imagine the hypothesis that, well, I, I don't know. I don't claim any anointing or any, I don't claim anything. I don't claim anything. But I can tell you, and anybody who's a regular listener of the program knows for sure, that it was, you know, years ago that I that it hit me. And I said, well, you know, Jesus can pop. You know, I used to say, I used to say, I used, used to, I used to say all the time, you know, God's not trying to trick us. Uh, the seals are in an order. Number one, number two, number three, number four, number five, number six, number seven. And then it hit me. Then it hit me. I thought to myself, wait a minute, all the seals are, are these, you know, you know, theoretically a wax type of a seal with a signet ring pressed into it. Um, and, you know, I thought, well, wait a minute, that's not really what's going on inside the scrolls. The scrolls are where all the stuff is, right? That's how, you know, my brain works. You know, it drives stuff drives me nuts. So I guess that makes me uniquely qualified to look at Scripture like 7,000 different ways and go, wait a minute, wait a minute, it looks like it means this, but it might mean that, but it could mean this, and it could mean that, and it might mean that. And then I say, let's use a little bit of common sense for a change, and let's consider this. And then I wait, and I wait, and I wait sometimes years, and the Lord shows me another verse, and I'm like, whoa, wow. You know, like the whole thing with uh, Revelation 12 and the two different women who both go to a place away from the earth where they're fed at the marriage supper of the Lamb for the period of the Great Tribulation. Not the Petra or Petra or whatever they call it. That's ridiculous. There's nothing inside that. Go, go do a study inside that. It's just the silliest thing I've ever heard. And I've always thought it was silly, and I've never paid it any attention. And I've heard people say all kinds of wacky things like, well, we're going to inter- interdimensionally. God has shown me that we're going to interdimensionally float above the Philippines and, uh, you know, eat berries. And I'm like, what? But anyway, no, it's very simple. It's two different iterations of the bride. But, you know, 
the Lord showed it to me. I was like, but that was like like years after I was always like, I was like looking at it going, it sounds like two versions of the bride because they're being taken away from the earth to a place of safety where they are fed. Well, where would they be fed? Certainly not floating above some interdimensional time portal above the Philippines or at Petra where it's just some carving in the rock and there's nothing really on the inside of it. That's absolutely ridiculous. But people believe that stuff. They believe anything. If some reptilian stands up there shape-shifting or shape-shifted into, you know, uh, the uh, resemblance, if you will, of their pastor that maybe never existed in the first place, tells them, well, this, that, and the other thing, and this, that, and the other thing. Everybody's sitting there, here, I'm a passive collection plate here. Let me pump it full of money. and Everything will be good because he told me I was baptized in the Holy Spirit when I came up last week, and he touched my shoulder and said, thou art baptized in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Sorry, but I've seen that. I've seen that, and it is so unbelievably laughable. But anyway, <sighs> folks, we're in an exciting time, but well, we're in a scary time. The question is, are you going to be a good Israelite or a bad Israelite? Because again and again, they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel. Psalm seventy-eight, forty-one, one of my favorite verses. You going to limit God? You're going to criticize, condemn, complain, be frustrated, feel sorry for yourself. Because if that's who you are, you've lost your salt. You don't have a lot of value to the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not thinking you're going to make the barley harvest. So we've all got to come to a place where we can take tragedy and get over it. Where we can live, Psalm 91, and not be affected of it. You will see 10,000 drop dead to your right hand and 1,000 drop dead to your left hand, and it will not come near you. Does it say anything about you falling to your knees and going, oh, no, I can't believe I just saw that. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And then, of course, there's a lot of prophets out there that are, well, the Lord's going to dump down a a huge outpouring of the Holy Spirit, and we're all going to walk around in some sort of, uh, I don't know, you know, maybe um, uh, maybe some kind of, uh, I don't know, uh, medically induced euphoria. (laughs) Now, I'm not saying that that day isn't going to come. But I'm reasonably positive it is not going to come. It's probably almost for sure not going to come to the first fruits rapture. I can see how God would pour out pour that out for the people who have to go through what they're going to have to go through to make it all the way to the wheat harvest, which is after the three days of darkness and 22 million people die on the east coast of the United States of Babylon the Great. The entire earth shakes because meteor hit it, and there's all kinds of you know, hundreds of millions and hundreds of millions and hundreds of millions of people dead all over the earth. Every single stone building, every brick building in the entire, cause the entire earth shakes because they're all going to come tumbling to the ground. The devastation that's going to happen during the day of the Lord is going to be unbelievable. Never mind that there's going to be meteors falling from the sky and aliens all over the place killing and slaughtering people like crazy. I mean, you know, I can kind of see where God would say, you know, I better pour out a quadruple portion of the Holy Spirit upon my believers right now because they're all in a state of shock. (laughs) Now that I can buy. But right now I'm kind of not thinking, and you know, with the fundamentals that we're in right now, the fundamentals of the end times that we're in right now, these are very fundamental things. 
wars, rumors of wars, you know, pestilence and famine and, you know, the uh, global financial collapse and the collapse of the petrodollar and ATMs not working and, you know, all the ugly stuff that definitely will come. I don't know if, you, if for, for those of you who have not spent any time studying what happens to a country like Argentina, I think it was in 2002 where they had a total financial collapse. I would highly recommend that you do that. You're going to need to know. Oh, and forget about the gold, man. Forget about the gold. The scripture says very clearly, people will be throwing gold and silver out in the streets. You know, and what are you going to do? Pull out a piece of gold in front of somebody who's starving and has a gun to your head? That's brilliant. <laughs> Go for it. You'll get home really quick. I mean, praise God for that. Thank you, Jesus. Your kids might go hungry, but you'll definitely be in heaven, which, you know, you know. But anyway, so, kids, is it all right with you if I read a, a – a, uh, now, you might say, Johnny, hey, you've been warning us about the Stanley Fraudsham prophecy for an endless period of time, da 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 you know, and I have. You know, the, the release, God-releasing, seducing prophets upon the earth, hey, I'm not going to mention any names, but we got more seducing spirits, more pillow prophets on the earth today than we have any real prophets. There's two places where somebody goes. I, I had a, a friend and somebody that helps him with the program make a um, comment. Oh, tribulation now. Wow, the, you, you know, it's going to grow real big as things get worse and worse and worse. And um, maybe a little, but not, I don't think so, because here's the thing. First off, we're too advanced, and it scares people. And they're like, oh, my gosh. There's some kind of freaky deaky heretic. They believe in aliens and all this other stuff, and they're going to be like shape-shifting, you know. Or, you know, maybe there will be a few that get it or get a lot of it and say, wait a minute. They're talking about this stuff like it's, you know, turkey and stuffing on Thanksgiving, which is true. You know, we've been doing it for a dozen years almost. All right? And, um, you know, so that, 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 that might be a win for some. But, in, but the reality is that... When things get bad, Christians, by and large, what they do, I'm talking about the Babylonian, the Babylonian Christians, those who are part of the United States of Babylon the Great, and also others, you know, um, uh, other people have a tendency to do this. Now, if, they, if they're completely, you know, clueless and part of, you know, essentially what, 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 what Holy Spirit-filled people would refer to as dead churches or offshoots of the Roman Catholic Church, which is predominantly found in Europe and, and Australia, New Zealand, et cetera, like that. There's some, per, there's some awesome spirit-filled churches, don't get me wrong, in Australia and New Zealand. I know that as a fact. I got some music from some of the bands from there. Uh, awesome stuff. Um, but if the Roman Catholics, especially with, like, Europe, the vast majority of the churches and church influences in Europe and the United Kingdom are offshoots of the Roman Catholic Church, including the original Church of England. And, um, and so that, that's not a good thing. That's a bad thing. It means that their fundamentals are all dorked up. And so, yeah, they're, they're going to be in a really bad way. They're almost for sure going to be probably part of what's referred to as the tribulation saints, those who had the seal of God on their forehead and didn't get stung by the, you know, locusts. That come from the sky. Everybody's like, the locusts come from the pit. I'm like, you're not reading your Bible right. <laughs> it says the angel unlocked, you know, the bottomless pit. It says the smoke rises up out of the pit and goes up into the sky and covers the sun. And then it says, out of the smoke come the locusts. Well, where's the smoke? It's up in the sky covering the sun. They're coming from outer space. 
And they look exactly like the alien beings in the Sigourney Weaver Aliens movie. I already know that as a fact. And I'm not going to go into the testimony that led me to know that. And the article that I wrote before I even got the testimony, because it was a sanctified hunch over 10 years ago, praise God. Um, but that's what they look like. They look just like the aliens in, in, in the alien movie. As a matter of fact, the person, his name was, uh, last name was Geiger, who was who created the that alien being for that movie series um was a professed um saintist and he admitted that his own visions uh scared him so bad he could barely sleep uh he wrote some book it wasn't the original necromonicon but it was visions of the necromonicon or something similar to that a very heavy duty saintist this guy um but anyway uh but I didn't find all that out until I hypothesized that that's what they looked like, right? But anyway, but who are those? Who are the people that have the seal of God that don't get stung by the locust, right? Who are they? Those are the tribulation saints. Those are the ones that are cast into the great tribulation, and they ultimately become part of what's referred to as the grape harvest or the third iteration of the rapture or the third watch, which is referred to in Luke 12, 35, 36, 37. Jesus comes back from the wedding supper of the Lamb. Doesn't mention the first watch because that's the first fruits barley harvest. That's the one that we're all shooting for, I hope. Praise God and all. And I pray in Jesus' name that we all make it. But it says right there in Revelation 2.22 in in the report card for the Church of Thyatira, it says, uh, you know, if you don't get your ducks in a row, I'm going to cast you into great tribulation. You think Jesus is only going to cast them into great tribulation? No. Who's the Church of Thyatira? It's metaphorical. Just a metaphorical reference to all of us. So essentially we all, the report cards of the, of the seven churches in chapter 2 and 3 of Revelation, I've studied under the best. I've studied under the best. And when they get into the weeds, they can't tell they're in a forest. All right? Just letting you know. I'm not going to give away any hints as to who I'm talking about and who I studied under and all that kind of stuff because that would be naughty, naughty, pants on fire, and I'm not going to go there. But I am going to tell you that when you get so far into the weeds, look, if you're studying the Greek and Hebrew and doing a verse-by-verse thing and all this other stuff, watch out because you're like an entomologist that is looking under every leaf in the Amazon forest and you haven't even figured out that there's a canopy over your head yet. That's going to get you in trouble. It's the spiritual discernment of the word that helps you to be able to see the big picture. And the big picture is all that matters when you're in this situation that we're in right now. Otherwise, you're going to be part of churchianity, and you're going to be sitting around waiting for a temple that is never going to be built. That temple is a direct reference to, to as far as I can tell, to the New, New Jerusalem, which, by the way, is interestingly uh, referred to with a link, a live link. If you have an electronic Bible for, with the New King James and you go and read about the New Jerusalem in Revelation, you will see a link to, Re, uh, to Ezekiel 40. Why is that there? It's because somebody figured it out, but not the church. The church is out there. I don't know if they're run by too many reptilians or what the deal is. I have no idea. And then everybody else is just gullibly following them along like lemmings. But, you know, I wonder why that link is there. I'm sure it was just because somebody accidentally put it there. You know, I've I've said forever that the you know, there is no Solomon's Temple. It's not going to be built. No way. No how. 
I don't care how many temple institutes and how many Jews run around doing this and buying that and blah, 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 and all, blah you know, forget it. It ain't going to happen. Nobody's going to be killing any heifers. They will have PETA parachuting out of airplanes, uh, putting them under arrest and throwing them into FEMA camps before they even get out the sword. But we all know that because we have what? Common sense. Just like we know that there aren't going to be two bearded Hebrews standing on a street corner of Tel Aviv shooting fire out of their mouths for three and a half years while an Abram Z. Wentank is shooting bombs at them for crying out loud. But that's okay. Some people want to believe it because it's inside the Apocrypha. I'm not saying that the Apocrypha is in value. It's very valuable. But I just don't buy two, two beer. I know that it's a metaphor. I know exactly what it's for. God has shown it to me. He's shown it to Carl Gallops. I played it while I was in Phoenix again. And anybody who didn't listen to it needs to go back and listen to it again and listen very carefully. Take notes because he's right. Simple as that. He's right. Now, all that being said, um, uh, yeah, so where do people go? What, ha- what do Christians do? Do they come to programs like this or do they do something else? And I will tell you what they do, because it's obvious. You're gonna, you'll, you'll hear me say it, and then you'll be like, oh, yeah, that's true. I've seen that. A very, very teeny-weeny little percent of those who are awakened to shape-shifting reptilians and all that other weirdness and aliens and have, have expansive minds and critical thinking skills and stuff like that will listen to this program and say, whoa, hey, I want to keep on listening. So, yes, there will be some growth, no doubt about it, but it's not going to be massive. And here's why. The vast majority of people that are Christians, particularly in the United States of Babylon the Great, or advanced Christians, spiritual Christians located in Europe, which are few and far between, um, what they're going to do, and, and I include you know, Australia and New Zealand in that, in that group to some degree, um, they're, what they're going to do is they're going to do one of two things. When things get bad, they're going to go, they're going to either gravitate toward the rapture next week group, okay, the rapture bubble group. Uh, so anybody, that, and I could, I, man, could I drop names? Oh my gosh, could I drop names of people that are just, if, if, they, if they set a date for the rapture and they miss it, no problem. They don't care if they're t- wrong like 10 billion times. I know people who still listen to other radio shows because somebody that they happen to like comes on there and makes a bunch of predictions that never come true, and they go back and listen to them over and over and over and over again. And I know them. I know who they are. And I'm, like, astonished. Who wants to listen to wrong information, consistently wrong, never right, and they go back for more all the time? But they do. They do. Now, I personally can't tolerate that. Some people are like, well, you know, maybe God changed his mind, or maybe somebody prayed a certain way, or maybe this or maybe that. Maybe the person really did meet Jesus and have a cup of tea with him yesterday in heaven. And then Jesus changed his mind while I was materializing back on the earth. Yeah, that's what I think happened. It was a time delta. Uh, You know, that's okay. Uh, You know, uh, Donald Trump is still going to be beamed back into the Oval Office any second now, and they're going to arrest Biden and the Clintons, and and they're going to arrest, you know, and and they're going to grab the Pope and throw him in. I've heard it all. I've heard it all. And I don't want to hear it anymore. I want to seek God. I hope that you do too. I want to have a more personal, intimate relationship with Jesus. I hope that you do too. I want to be full of joy because we're almost there. I hope that you do too. I don't want to be left behind. 
because I was frustrated, bummed out, sad, couldn't take it anymore, feeling sorry for myself. I don't want to be one of those because you ain't going on the first iteration. You're staying. Sorry. You need to be full of praise. You need to recognize where we are. We need to recognize that we have been chosen for a special mission. You might not understand it, and it might look like it sucks balut, but and if you don't know what balut are, type in B-A-L-U-D. It's a delicacy of the Philippines. You will, you'll look forward to having your first balut. No, I say that tongue-in-cheek. But anyway, where the Christians go to, the ones who aren't blessed with... <laughs> <laughs> this uh, paradoxical blessing of information that we have, uh, and maybe a very dot oh 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 one percent of maybe some other places have a piece of it. I don't know, but anyway, um, I know because I disregarded. I I I was I was a doubting Thomas for years, and God just kept on spoon feeding me this and spoon feeding me that, and you know. But anyway. And then I was like, wait a minute, I wrote an article about that 10 years ago. And I was like, I'd have that like, oh, epiphany. But here's where they go. They go to the rapture bubble people or they go to the pillow prophets. That's where they go. Oh, everything's going to be all right. You're a doom and gloomer. You know, God is going to change this all. Donald Trump's going to be beamed by Scotty back into the, the presidency. All these evil people are going to go away. Jesus is going to take over the governments, the educational system. Uh, he's going to take over all these different seven, you know, categories of life because I am on the seven mountains and I can't see my foot that tie my shoe. But the thing is, they never tell the people that are hanging out and listening to them hungrily for the next wonderful, tasty tidbit of itchy ears nonsense. Oh, no, they want to believe it. They don't want to go through anything ugly. They're tired. They're old. Their legs hurt. They've had hip surgery, and they don't want to go through anything ugly. Pillow Prophet stuff is like, mm-mm. Mm, man, is that delicious. Yummy, yum, yum. And you can't tear it out of their hands. Boy, they'll smack you upside the head. Whack, 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 I'm telling you, I got two sisters that do this to me regularly. I have finally learned to not even bother. I love them. But I think my head would explode like in the movie Scanners back in the 80s if I actually had to be around them too much. I just... Just think it would just like, and then I just really like be walking around like the headless horseman, you know, with a hip hop and a clippity clop. <laughs> He's out looking for a head to chop, so don't stop. How's it going? Don't stop. I forget how the words go. Still got the uh, still got the words down for uh, Charlotte's Web. <sighs> hey kid, you want to hear the Charlotte's Web one? <laughs> All right. Okay. I'll do the. I'll see if I can do that. Okay. Affair is a veritable smorgasbord, orgasbord, orgasbord. After the gates have shut each night, when the lights go down, it can be found on the ground all around. Oh, how a rat can glut! Melon rinds and bits of hot dogs, cookie crumbs and rotten cotton candy, melted ice cream, mustard dripplings, moldy goodies everywhere. Lots of popcorn, apple cores, banana peels, and soggy sandwiches, and lot gobs of gorgeous gook to gobble everywhere. Right, kids? <laughs> yeah. 
Pillow prophets or rapture bubbles? That's where they go. Pillow prophets or rapture bubbles? Until God scares them half to death, and then they get on their knees and repent. Because after all, the scripture says in Isaiah 26, verse 9, when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. Oh, you mean all those things you told me that I couldn't do wasn't because you were talking to the Jews like my church pastor told me? You mean I shouldn't have used dispensationalism to slice the Bible up into a thousand different excuses for me to sin because I'm once saved, always saved? Boy, that's a surprise. You mean all the people cheering in the megachurches because they're not going to be here for the financial collapse are going to be devastated? Maybe even doubt their faith. I wonder what they're going to do to the pastor. Think they'll charge him, throw pies at his face? Or do you think he'll just head to the hills? <laughs> he'll probably head to the hills. They'll be all be looking around going like, wait a minute. It'll be like the book of Eli. They're going to be like, you know, that kind of thing. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So don't worry. Be happy. Right, kids? Don't worry, be happy, or else. <laughs> okay? Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Get your mind stayed on things above and not on things of this world. And whatever you do, don't be friends with the things of the earth. Because if you do, you're going to be at enmity with God. Wow. You know, I should set aside a program, just a program, just a, one show, just to go through the book of James. There are so many gems in the book of James, it's unbelievable. I could do a whole show on that, easily. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Anyway, on that note, I'm going to go ahead and read the prophecy that appears. And again, um, I, you know, I'm not saying it was me. But I am saying that I had been praying for quite some time, probably other people do, uh, that the Lord would, you know, give us some prophetic words that were truly useful to, the vo to those of us who know the difference between a pillow prophet and a real world word from the Lord, nor Bibles well enough to know when they've gone sideways, and um, need a little bit of edification for the days that we're in right now, right? And I've been praying for that for quite some time, and uh, I have seen a fabulous and wonderful supernatural shift uh, in and and really uh, an unexplainable. Um, you know, again, I'm, I I withhold adjudication. I I'm just saying, you know, that in my opinion, recently for sure, uh, Wings of Prophecy has been nailing it. All right, and I think that's a wonderful thing. Um, and anyway, so I'm going to read this to you. This was a repost. Now, what I find is that su super duper supernatural and interesting is that this particular prophetic word came out when it did because of the timing was definitely all God, particularly because it was a repost. Now, I'm going to read it to you. So it says, 
A tragedy is coming that is so immense, so widespread in its effect that all the world will mourn with America. Hey. So what could happen in the United States of Babylon, the Great America, that's so bad that all these countries out there that hate our gods will actually feel sorry for us? What do you think it could be? Cascadia subduction zone event? Could it be? But when? We don't know. Could it be queued up now? Maybe so. Papagata petals pouring out dust on Mexico City. The Randy Hecker vision suggests timing aside, always take out the timing elements. They never come true. That after a you know, Papacata Petal blows its top and causes a mega quake to pretty much level the vast majority of Mexico City. Soon afterwards, I'll just leave the word soon in there because we need the ambiguity. Um, you know, other volcanoes and stuff starts popping off, going up, you know, all the way to like Yellowstone and, you know, uh, all you know, all, all you know, all the way up into Seattle, all that stuff, McKinley, all that kind of stuff. So anyway, the point is, we we is that what this is about? Is this the Cascadia subduction zone event? Because we know that that is teed up. We know that John Chory has been talking about that like forever. We know that um, uh, we had uh, was her name Linda Moulton who was on the show. I think it might have been Linda Moulton, and she came on the show and the, and she only had one thing that the Lord had told her, one thing only, only one. And that was the next major event, really big, Gigantamundas, was going to be the Cascadia subduction zone. So when I'm looking at Papacata Petal throwing dust all over Mexico City, and I'm, I'm watching all these things happening worldwide and all this other stuff, and I'm like thinking, and then I see this prophecy, and it's like, the world will mourn for America? All I see out there is people going, America! I mean, look at the people. You think there's anybody in France that's getting beaten up right now over the increase of their, that are going like, boy, we just love America. Thank goodness for all those Russian sanctions. And all of their ignorance, they're not that ignorant. Anyway, so it goes on to say, this tragedy will bring about a financial crisis like nothing before. Now, that is Really exciting. <laughs> okay? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Because that's what we want. Because at the end of the third seal, it says, and the Lord showed this to me, do not harm the oil or the wine. And I said, oh, my gosh, that's the bride. Well, then it means that at the end of the third seal, global financial collapse, collapse of the petrodollar, the bride's still going to be on earth. I was like, okay, I got it. Cool. It's one more piece of the puzzle. And look right here, financial crisis like nothing before it. Whoa. Wow. And it says, the shock will cause all to take inventory of their lives. Well, well, if you wipe out pretty much all of Seattle, all of Portland, you know, San Francisco, (laughs) send them into the ocean, and I'm pretty sure people will be thinking things over. (laughs) Right? It goes on to say, many lost will run to me, then to know more of me. And you must be ready for this time. You must be walking in my ways to model me before them. That tells me that this word came from the Lord. 
That is only something that comes from God. There is no fake prophet or prophet that's going sideways that says that kind of stuff because this is directed to the bride of Jesus Christ. See what it says? You have to be walking in my ways and model me before them. Get it? Get it? I will begin soon to call more of my aging saints home to me. That's an act of mercy, by the way. It says in uh, Psalms, precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. And besides, when they're old, they can't leave, learn new tricks. And they'll all just be sitting there like deer in the headlights going, what went wrong? I was just listening to all the pillow prophets that I've been listening to for the last 30 years. And uh, something went wrong. Something went wrong. That's an act of mercy. I will begin soon to call more of my aging saints home to me. I wonder what the eight break-off age is. <laughs> Wait a minute. Let me see. How old am I? I did a little, again, one, two, three, four. Okay. No, I, I'm not going to make the cut. I do not desire they see this tragedy. They are the ones who have served me long and, and well. Not perfectly, notice. And their rewards are great in heaven. Thank God we don't have to be perfect. Thank you, Jesus. And it goes on and says, the scope of this tragedy will be shocking. Many souls will be lost in what is going to happen. This is my last judgment call to the world to turn away from their sins, to turn to me, to give me their hearts. At the same time, many who... Now, that one, that one little statement there troubles me a little bit, scripturally speaking, and I'll tell you why. Because it says in Acts 2, chapter 2, which is a repeated Joel 2, it says in Acts chapter 2, verse 21, if you go back one verse prior to it, it says, Blood, fire, and vapor of smoke, and all those who call out upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And guess what? That goes into the tribulation, the great tribulation. God didn't put a limit on that merciful promise. So... You know, when I see, when, when I hear prophetic words about, oh, get on the ark and it's your last chance and, you know, all that kind of stuff, I'm like, that's not what my Bible says. <laughs> but, hey, who am I, right? I'm just some wacky guy that believes in shape-shifting reptilians and multiverses and multiple, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Glorified realms and thousands upon trillions of civilizations all across God's creation. I mean, heaven forbid I should actually think things like that. I mean, you know. I don't see that anywhere in the Bible. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And the earth is 6,000 years old, too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Pat him on the head. Say, have a nice day. God bless you. Where's the door? Anyway, it goes on. At the same time, oh, okay, and it goes on. Oh, it says, at the same time, many who know me shall turn away, blaming me for this tragedy and laying down their faith. What's the scripture? What does the scripture say? says, Ecclesiastes 7.14 says, good and the bad both come from God. Jesus says, it rains on the just and the unjust. We better get our ducks in a row and know our scripture because we don't. We're going to be these people. They're going to turn away and blame God for the tragedy, laying down their fate. Satan will enter into their hearts, it says. And there shall be far worse than their beginning. Wow. Hold tight to your faith, my precious children. Do not let the enemy have your souls or your happiness and joy. Remain steadfast, for I have not forsaken you. And the end of all things is near. 
And then I was like reading a small print, and she, said, she says in a little note, she says, I had been praying for days about why I keep feeling like there will be no Christmas celebrations this year when I got this word. I know it would be uh, it would take something huge to stop Christmas in America. Suddenly I heard rumbling and what came to my mind was an earthquake. Huh. Pretty amazing, huh kids? You like that one, didn't you? All right, kids. Well, no jokes for you tonight. All right? Oh, oh, man. Oh, all right. Robert's cool. He'll be cool with it. No problem. All right, kids, kids. Here we go. Kids, how does the moon cut his hair? How does the moon cut his hair? Cut his hair? This is personification of the moon for you really smart kids. He eclipses it. You know, clips is there. Come on, kids. We're, all right, good. That delay was starting to worry me. I thought I lost you there. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, next up. Kids, what is a tornado's favorite game to play? What is a tornado's favorite game to play? Twister. <laughs> That's pretty good. What do you think, kids? Come on, Twister. All right. Very good. Spanky's being kind and nice, and he's not trying to interrupt or anything. I think he think he wants ice cream. Um, next one up, kids. How do we know the ocean is friendly? How do we know that the ocean is friendly? Because it waves. <laughs> you know, waves. <laughs> Come on. All right, three for three. I'll take it. Praise God. Get this. So I wake up at 4 o'clock this morning, um, got a good night's sleep, which is a miracle. Uh, that's rare. It's rare as 24 karat pure gold, and um, for me anyway. And, and then uh, I, uh, you know, I prayed for 45 minutes, um, you know, a couple different things. Um, I even took a little nap because uh, the people that I normally say hello to and stuff over in Europe, um, I guess, I don't know, they were busy or something, maybe ducking Russian <laughs> nuclear missiles. <laughs> Who knows? But anyway, um, uh, so, uh, I, you know, I, then I, you know, I prayed really, really hard that the Lord would give me some kind of, I don't know, supernatural anointing to be able to do this one report I have to do for this humongous gazillion billion dollar customer that, oh, by the way, if I fail it, I'm mincemeat. <laughs> I could be mincemeat anyway, so who knows? But, um, so then, but, you know, I'm trusting God, and so far that's worked out pretty well, and sometimes I fail to trust him properly, and, you know, then he forgives me, and then I'm back to square one, and I have to work it out. Let us all work out our salvation with fear and trembling. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But anyways, so uh, so anyway, so I, I dove in, and a mini-miracle, I call them mini-miracles, these little things that you can tell that are answers to prayers, and the one guy that needed just the night before, he told me that he wanted to shift out of the position that he was in right at the time, and he was going to give me the responsibilities that he was holding. This guy's like, I don't know. He, in some ways, he's a peer of mine, and in other ways, he's uh, our, the org chart in my company is all kinds of dorked up. But anyway, so but he was going to get it roll, and then today he was like, surprise me, and I was like, out of the clear blue sky, he's like, no, 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 no. He goes, that's okay. All these meetings are optional for you. You need to get that stuff done. Da little, this, that, and the other thing. I was like, where'd that come from? 
So anyway, so I was like, all right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So I, I, you know, fired up the report. It was pretty blank. I really didn't know what I was going to put into it. And it was like, it was weird. It was like all of a sudden stuff started pouring into my brain. And I was like typing, typing, typing as fast as I could go. I'm almost done with the report. I don't even have to get it done until sometime next week. And I'm almost done with it. And it's it rocks. Now, granted, I'm assuming that certain things, and I realized that I could give it to the customer, and the customer would look at me and say, I hate it! But that would also be in violation of my trust with God, the answer to my prayer, which I believe in, and also my 26-year track record. <laughs> Praise God. So I'm kind of expecting that the customer's going to like it, and there'll be very few changes. There may be some changes because it's a highly politically supercharged environment, and that would be unusual, but I just don't. I I, I think they're going to like it. And um, anyway, so praise God for that. Uh, that puts me actually ahead of schedule with this customer, which under the dynamics that I'm in, working for four multi-billion-dollar humongous companies simultaneously, uh, what a blessing! What a blessing! Praise God! That's exactly what I prayed for uh, earlier today. So I probably have only about I don't know, maybe two hours left to work on it. So glory to Jesus. Um, anyway, so I just want to share that with you. And then I was still working on the tidbits of, of you know, finalizing that report. I was really hoping to get it. I wanted to have it completely done, but I, I got to take uh, screenshots of certain things and butter. I got to butter up the client. I, I overheard them saying they wanted certain things that they couldn't have, but I thought of a way to give it to them without actually breaking any rules. So I'm going to do that, which is going to add value and it'll make them happy, I think. And that's good because it gets the monkey off my back. I can go on. So anyway, um, makes me also look good if if it all works out positively. <laughs> I might not get cut on the next cut if you know what I mean. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. But um, you know, you got to trust God. You got you don't know what's going to happen. Things can get bad. And like I said, I pray for every single one of you that even mentions me for a second in prayer, because I believe it sustains me, and I do believe it. In fact, I know that it does. And um, and the changes that have happened. Oh, look, man, I'm the most imperfect person in the world. Paul got nothing on me except he killed people, and I didn't. But pretty much everything else, I got him blown away. Anyway, so um, so anyway, on that note, so so then I come to the end of the day. Now remember that Wednesdays are like, forget it. I just go straight through 18 hours, right up to the end of the show, and then I flop in bed, and you know, hopefully I go to sleep. I'm not too worked up because Robert said something that. Freak me out or something, and I'm like going, oh no, oh no. no I'm kidding. He doesn't. He doesn't do that. He's pretty cool. He's very cool. But anyway, the the um. So then I get to the five. Oh, how did this go down? So basically, while I'm in the, in the middle of the day, and I'm and then oh, they announced some big major meeting that we all have to go to tomorrow, and with the things that are going on, you know. It's like, oh, you know, and they're telling everybody, you must attend. This is humongous news. But, of course, nobody knows whether or not it's humongous good news or humongous bad news. Because in their eyes, it's all good. Because they don't, they're, we're numbers and resources. So, anyway, um, so that's looming, <laughs> which I don't really care about. And then, um, and then I get a text message. And it was weird. It was like, um, 
hello, uh, you know, I am a recruiter with such and such a company out of such and such a place, and we have a, you know, that's looking for a person with the following title. Uh, uh, are you interested to talk about it? Send, a, send, you know, answer with a one. If you're not interested, answer with a two, and it's a no. And if, and answer with a three if you want to be taken off of our list. So then I cast lots, and you know. It said yes, but I have to admit the scripture in Proverbs, what is it, 16 something, says, you know, the lot is cast into the laps and it's every word is from the Lord. Then I thought to myself, man, it kind of fell in my lap sideways and I had to kind of like adjust it and I wasn't really sure if it was yes or no. So then I just said, oh, the heck with it. I can still turn them down. So I sent them a one. And they called me up and um, I don't know. You know, I don't know. Um what I do know, <laughs> what I do know is if there's another pandemic, this company's going under. <laughs> and it, what's really fascinating is I wrote a list. I wrote, this is interesting, praise Jesus. So I wrote this list. This is amazing. So I wrote, you think this isn't all God? This is all God. So I wrote this list on a tablet of things I needed to know just to determine whether or not I have any interest at all. But, of course, I have to also remember about the scary meeting tomorrow. What are they going to say? So at some point, you have to kind of like weigh the pros and the cons and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Right? Was it God? Did I get the right answer in casting of lots even though the company's going to sink? Oops. I kind of gave away a little bit about the company. No pun intended. Okay, maybe pun intended. But anyway... um, And I wrote at the top of this list, I had a list of about, oh, I don't know, 10 or 12 questions that I wanted to ask them. And the very first one was, <laughs> this is ironic as heck, praise God. The very first one is, what is the sustainability of the company as we progress further into the end times? You know, the chances that they're going to survive. And I just read an article on like Forbes magazine the other day that said that this company was in so much financial trouble, it's a miracle they're even floating, <laughs> pun intended. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But anyway, I don't know. Because, you know, if tomorrow's meeting says I'm a dead man, then maybe it's better to be on a life raft. <laughs> it's up to God. I told the father, I said, Father, open the doors that you want me to walk through. Close, slam shut the doors you don't want me to walk through. I, I, you know, whatever. Whatever. I just we just got to remember to be happy, praise him, be full of joy, trust. Happy, praise, full of joy, trust. Happy, praise, full of joy, trust. Happy, joy, joy, joy. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Ren and Stimpy. I mean, really, that's kind of like the secret. Happy, happy, joy, joy. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. And on that note, let's go into the news, and then we'll bring on Brother Ladies Robert. And gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. Praise God. First up, Russia has begun a strategy of escalation in the Ukraine, says an analyst on Euronews. Okay, let me tell you what's really going on. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I um, <clears throat> I uh, was actually updating uh, my friend from Odessa, 
who has her mom over there still, but she's hearing a lot of bombs going on. The reality of what's really going on is Russia is stepping – I don't care. I've, I've even seen uh, a, a lying magazine called Moscow News, and they're lying. They're liars. They're no different than CNN. And, you know, the normal assumption of somebody from Babylon the Great would be, oh, it's Moscow News, and therefore they must be telling us the real inside story. No, they're not. They're lying. How in the world do I know? I'll tell you. Because I'm watching the war in real time. Okay. I'm watching the caliber missiles flying through the sky. I'm watching the people standing uh, in little corners because the only way that they can get any Internet because all of their power is gone and their water is gone is, is because they can go downtown to this one little corner that has a little bit maybe from Starlink from Elon Musk. I'm watching the devastation. I'm watching the troop movement. I'm watching the tanks. I'm seeing all these things happening. I'm getting the reports right from the horse's mouth. Now, am I suggesting that there isn't – see, the problem that we're having here right now, let me be clear. Putin knows that he's fighting the United States directly, okay? Just be advised. They are currently capturing United States of America military equipment on the battlefield. This morning, they had tracked aerial war devices – um, that, of course, would be United States made, because NATO doesn't make diddly, <laughs> except a lot of noise, <laughs> right? Okay, and they were hovering in squadrons, if you will. I don't know what you call them, but they saw them on the radar over the Black Sea, far enough out, you know, that it wasn't violation of whatever. And they saw them there already. They knew it. They knew that the United States was going to directly attack them. They knew that so Russia called up 300,000 troops. They annexed totally all the Donbass, which is all those towns like, you know, Donetsk and all, all that. And, uh, uh, you know, never mind about Crimea. That's already a done deal. But, you know, the, all, the, all those towns. Um, some of them I have a hard time pronouncing, so I'll just skip over them. There's about four of them. Uh, you know, gr they're actually regions, not towns uh, necessarily. But anyway, so here's the thing. So. I knew all. I knew about the troop buildup. I knew the escalation. I knew that Putin was moving them in. I knew that he assigned General Armageddon, and I forget how to pronounce his name, Sarkoviv or something like that. But um, and I'm watching multiple Telegram encrypted channels all at the same time, giving blow by blows of what's happening. This, you know, uh, they for a while they lost track of General Armageddon. And let me tell you something: that if America kills him, <laughs> oh man, it'll be a miracle if. To see, the problem is, to the Russians, the people, even though there are Ukrainian Nazis, and even though there are Ukrainians that are, you know, mostly associated with Western Ukrainian, the problem is they've been kind of doing like, well, kind of like the Hebrews did with the land of Canaan. You know? Remember God told, hey, don't go over and, you know, fool around with those Canaanites. Don't do that stuff. But what happened later? Did they keep on following that rule? No. Did anybody follow that rule? No. Did anybody on earth follow that rule? No. So what does that mean? It means every single one of us have some intermingling of fallen angel blood in us. But we got the blood of Jesus, which cleanses us and makes us pure. Praise God. 
People that don't have Jesus, what do they got? Fallen angel blood. It's a mixture. Hybrids. Unless Jesus cleanses you. Anyway, that's the kind of problem the Ukraine is suffering from. Because if Russia goes in and just mows them over, which is what they really want to do, but they don't want to. They do, but they don't. They do, but they don't. They brought in General Armageddon. They want to end this thing. They, want, they don't want it to go to World War III. No matter what Biden says, no matter what the Antichrist says when he's manipulating the marionette strings of Biden. At the end of the day, Russia is, doesn't want World War III. It's not part of their war doctrine. They don't do a first nuclear strike unless, unless they see the nuclear planes heading directly at them. Then they will respond. Guess what we did? We sent nuclear bombers directly at them today. And they still didn't respond, which is a miracle. But get this. Europe is disabled. The United States is disabled. We left quadrillions of war equipment to the Taliban. It was done on purpose at the command of the Antichrist. God is allowing the Antichrist to bring us deeply into the very end of the end of the end of times. So obvious to those of us who understand our Bible. Now, all that being said, that was an important thing for me to share with you because you need to understand these foundational events that are occurring so that you're not duped by the lies of the West. Oh, we're going to do this or we're going to do that. No, it's a provocation. They want them to nuke America. They want them to nuke Europe. They want them to jettison us forward into the Great Tribulation so Satan will incarnate into the Antichrist individual when you see the abomination standing in the holy place, which is the temple of God, which is a human body. Let the reader beware. And they're accelerating it. But what's really amazing is they've wanted it for <laughs> like forever, and now God is actually allowing them to do it. What do you think are going to happen with the midterms? My prediction is it's going to fail miserably. It's my prediction. Sticking with it. I don't mind eating crow. I love crow. Crow souffle, crow dinner, crow lollipops, crow everything. I love you crows. Crows. Hey, what's up over here? Yeah. You're looking good. Keep my knives and forks sharp. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next headline up. Thank you, Lord. Hold on a second. Here we go. All right. Disney Park charges unvaccinated guests more offer discount vaccinated guests, blah, 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 blah. I'm so sick of hearing about the vaccine. But then you got Boston University <laughs> doing gain of function experiments and causing creating a covid virus that is actually 80 has an 80 percent mortality. Oh, and they're like, oh, no, 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 you're over-exaggerating. No, that's not it. Yeah, well, we kind of did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but it was so that we could create a vaccine, you see, because we wanted to be ahead of the eight ball. We wanted to, you know, proactively create another evil bioweapon that's going to slaughter millions of people across the world because, uh, um, because uh, oh, yeah, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation kept our laboratory and funded. Oh, Jiminy Cricket. This, doesn't it make you want to just grab a shrimp fork and rip your spleen out and 
Anyway, next one up. The Jerusalem Post reports, we are, uh, it says, a month without any Israeli airstrikes on Syria. What's going on? What do you think is going on? Calm before the storm. If they stop messing around with Syria and they get quiet, then everybody kind of, you know, breaks out the vodka and has a good time and all that kind of stuff. And then the F-35 is flying stealthily about 15 feet off the ground. Shoot two tactical tactical nukes into the base of the Ford Dow facility and disable the centrifuge epicenter. Oh, but wait. Isn't Russia and Iran allies? Oh, how beautiful a, provoca- a provocation that would be, would it not? Gee, I wonder if the Antichrist sanctions that move. Me thinks yes. Next one up, hallelujah. Erdogan says he agreed with Putin on the gas hub. Europe can use Russian gas through Turkey. Until the Navy SEALs blow it up. <laughs> and then they'll murder them all, of course, because they don't want any whistleblowers. Anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Inflation keeps rising across Eurozone as the United Kingdom and Brussels mulls new sanctions on Russia. Okay, I will not comment on that one, except with this sound effect. Hey, wake up! Ouch, that hurt my head. Earphones, ow. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Florida sees spike in cases of flesh-eating bacteria infections after after Hurricane Ian. Hey, where's my left arm? Uh, No, Uh, it's only .000. 4% of the area? Thank goodness for that. But anyway, hey, Psalm 91, 10,000 to our right, 1,000 to our left. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Sing songs to Jesus. We're almost out of here. Almost. Hang in there. Keep praising. Next one up. Putin introduces martial law in the former Ukrainian regions. Why would he do that? He's locking everything down because he's getting ready to step it up with his General Armageddon. But guess what? Now he's fighting the United States directly, and he knows it. This is going to mean that it is likely that he's going to pull back for a little while, think it through, change the strategy. Because remember, they've all interbreeded. They're cousin-in-laws, and their cousins and and uncles and aunts and aunt-in-laws and everything are over there. He's trying not – see, the problem that there is a – a humongous blur associated with who's who in the zoo over there. And he knows it. He's still trying not to kill people if he can, if he can avoid it. Now, if he didn't have that restriction, the Ukraine would already belong to Russia. It'd be game over. And, and NATO would be biting their nails going, oh, no, it's a defeat. And the Antichrist would be going, except he would have failed at his goal to start World War III. Oops, that's no good. Next one up. North Korea fires artillery near the border. Oh, no, not artillery. It's bad enough that they do what they do do, which is do do. But now they're firing artillery near the border. Yep. As in fact, in the next report, which is from the American Military News, actually says that North Korea fired 250 artillery shells into a neutral buffer zone. 
with South Korea. Hmm? They're pointing the artillery at South Korea. They're just lobbing them short of the DMZ. Get it? Yeah. Well, I'm sure it's nothing. No, I'm not. Next one up. South Korea eyes the nuclear option amidst North Korean threats. (laughs) Okay, I'm sorry. You're good. (laughs) Thanks, Captain Obvious. I was on a totally different track. Praise God. Next one up. Putin declares special regime in eight Russian regions bordering the Ukraine. All right. Special regime. What does that mean? Well, let me tell you something, folks. <laughs> they are completely changing. They know they're fighting the U.S. It's no longer it, – it was this game where they were, like, you know, sending in poles, and then they would have them wear Ukrainian outfits, and then they would get trained by U.S. special forces back in Lviv. But then Russia started bombing the, you know, Bojangos out of Lviv. Bombs, bombs, caliber missiles. Boom, bomb, boom, bam, boom, bam, boom. Blow up the trains, blow up the warehouses, blow up every place that the United States... The United States was taking these gigantic artillery uh, 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 systems and breaking them into pieces, okay? And then they would put them in little bitty pieces on trains, and then they'd run the trains in so that they could, you know, because otherwise they'd be on flat beds and Russia would be able to see them from the satellites. So they would, you know, disassemble them, and then they would take them in and hide them in these warehouses, and then they would assemble them while they're in Lviv. And then Russia says, no, you're not. No, you're not. And they send, like, endless caliber missiles over to Lviv. Boom, 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 boom. And now it's like, you know, it's like, and then, of course, CNN is going, Russia's running for their lives in Pearson. I'm like, yeah, since when? (laughs) Whatever. But they are fighting the United States directly now, and they know it. So you can expect them to pull back and rethink their strategy. What does that mean? I don't know. None of us do. But it's going to be brutal. That's for sure. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. B-52, this is the one I was talking about earlier. This is from the American Military News. B-52 bombers, 60 warplanes fly near Russia in a joint nuclear NATO exercise. By the way, that is absolutely enough provocation for Russia to do a defensive nuclear strike. Are you putting this together? Okay. Hope you are. Next one up. Praise God. China and Egypt call on all their citizens to leave the Ukraine immediately. Now, let me make something perfectly clear. That is the most that is the greatest British understatement of the world, of the history of the world, all the way back to Noah's flood. All right. I'm here to tell you that I've been monitoring Telegram. I've been monitoring Intel Slava Z. I have been monitoring, uh, you know, Patrick Lancaster News. I have been monitoring Aussie Kosak, who does great summarizations of what's going on, which gives me, you know, saves me a little bit of time. Um, And I am here to tell you. It's like everybody's left Ukraine, man. Um, you know, if there's any, any, I mean, it's like, get out, run for your lives. And by the way, even in the midst of the martial law, Putin is still leaving open the borders so the Ukrainian hybrids can run for their lives back to Russia. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Okay. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Because pretty much the ones that speak Russian exclusively are already out of there. All right. Next one up. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Leaders of democracies are increasingly echoing that Putin 
um, uh, or I'm sorry, Echo Putin and authoritarian, uh, man, I can't pronounce it, authoritarian tilt. Now, what does this mean? What it means is that when you keep your eyes, I'm sorry, your ears tuned in to the global news and you do an assessment with critical thinking skills as to what the truth is likely and you compare it with some of the information that you're getting from encrypted channels and insider sources and stuff like that, what you realize is that there are countries, lots of them, many of them, some of them even in Europe, in fact, that are like, forget this American hegemony. This is ridiculous. Why are we following this shape-shifting reptilian that refers, himself, re- refers to himself as Biden? Anyway. Well, they might not say the last part, but if they don't, it's just because they're clueless. All right, next next report up. Hallelujah. Okay, from the informant. Breaking news. Authorities in Mexico issue an alert for ashfall across Mexico City due to intense recent activity from Papagatapeto, 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 Don Popo. Tens of thousands of salmon are literally boiling to death while waiting for the streams to fill the British Columbia and Canada. Why is that? Bread prices are skyrocketing as inflation grips Europe. I got a communication, a text communication from a friend of mine in Belgium. This was like six months ago. He's like, man, bread is so expensive. You know, how can somebody read the third seal, the black horse, where it actually talks about bread? You know, wheat, barley, you know, and not see the connection. Oh, I get it, because they're waiting for the rapture, the third Solomon's temple. Of course this can't be. It must be the Philip prophets are right. The seven mountains people, let's all go join them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It's all going to turn around. Trump is going to mysteriously reappear in the Oval Office. You'll see. You'll see. Jesus told me yesterday. Next one up. BBC prepares secret scripts for possible use in winter blackout. Wow. That's kind of spooky. But we're all anticipating it anyways, and it's already hitting them. Another report says EU countries are urged to share gas. Now, unless they are like really, really hyper, super Christians that trust Jesus, I just don't see them walking across the street saying, you know, I have a little bit of gas, and it's been keeping my family warm, and we've been able to eat. Would you like a little bit? (laughs) I know it's talking about theoretically gas that they might get from Turkey and all that kind of stuff if the United States Navy SEALs don't blow up the gas line. That's a big dag nabbit. That's a, that's like a forty point area bold flashing red font if. <laughs> okay, you got. As far as I'm concerned, you can expect that any day now. All right, next one up. Hallelujah, praise God. Outrage as Boston Lab creates new deadly COVID strain that has an eighty percent kill rate, echoing dangerous experiments feared to have started the pandemic. And then another report that comes out says Boston University defends the controversial study. I already told you why. It's ridiculous. Iran is sending more missiles and drones to Russia despite the Western sanctions. By the way, those kamikaze drones that the Iranians are sending over to Russia, Russia is making, uh, they're using them in a heavy way. And they are bad, Uh, meaning mean. Uh, Highly explosive, very, very dangerous, superlative in their accuracy, which makes me wonder, why hasn't Iran used them on Israel? I stumble on that. 
mean, after all, they're all out there chanting, death to Israel, death to Israel, death to Israel. And then they just lob a bunch of inaccurate pieces of junk over the wall. And, whoop, whoop, whoop. and you know, it's like, I don't know. Or are they just, or are they, you know, here's probably why. Mutually assured destruction, the concept. If they started sending com- accurate kamikaze, highly explosive drones over into like Tel Aviv, Israel might have to, you know, break the responding kind rules. Because I don't think Israel has those. They might have to do something drastic. Oh, by the way, don't forget, with Olympic Games, also known as Stuxnet, Israel had no problem taking it away from the intelligence agencies, making it far worse, and then on their own sending it over to Iran without the permission or the cooperation of the other intelligence agencies, which is kind of like a naughty, naughty, pants on fire, terrible thing to do. But thanks to the movie that's out there about that called uh, called uh, uh, Zero Days, uh, now available on Prime for free if you have it. Um, wow. <laughs> anyway. Don't even get me going on Nitro Zeus. Oh, boy, oh, boy. No wonder Snowden turned. Anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Here we go. He just did what was that that go under the circumstances. If you understand Nitro Zeus and you understand how it works, yeah, you get it. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. You you think that somebody dies, a lot of people die from a thermonuclear bomb? (laughs) Ain't nothing like Nitro Nitro Zeus. Anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. All right. Iran sending more missiles and drones to Russia. I already said that one. United States will sell more oil from the strategic reserves. 15 to 18 million barrels is what they're talking about, which, of course, is going to further cripple the country that they want to cripple. (laughs) It's so easy. It's so simple. It's so straightforward. It's so obvious. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Erdogan and Putin agreed to build major gas up in, hub in Turkey. No big surprise there. Kazakhstan president added to Kiev's kill list. No big surprise there. South African president says that Saudi Arabia wants to join BRICS. Now, that's a surprise. And you know what? It's a very predictable one, particularly because they are obviously signing with Russia for what? Incredibly intelligent reasons. All right. Anyway, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Breitbart reports that Xi Jinping threatens all measures necessary against the Taiwan problem. Bum, bum, bum. Brits are told to prepare for black blackouts on really cold evenings. Youch. Another headline. The United States nears record poultry deaths from bird flu. Virus type complicates the fight. Oh, no, it's another weird virus. And last but not least, the United States government extended its COVID public health emergency. Despite Joe Biden recently declaring the pandemic was over. Did you know that? Oh, goody, goody, gumdrops, goody, goody, gumdrops. Boston University, 80% kill rate. Public emergency still in effect. United Nations. Wow. World War III, nuclear bombs. Hmm. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. This is awesome. Praise you, Jesus. This is awesome. Blessed in the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Praise you, Lord. Isaiah 26, 9, when your judgments are in the earth, the inhabitants of the world will learn righteousness. Hallelujah. And a lot of people will be saved. Praise God. And all those who call out upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Blood 
fire, vapor of smoke. Praise God. He is merciful. He is merciful. And on that note, let's bring on Brother Robert Vandrius Mitchell. Here we go. Brother Robert, are you there? Hello, uh, John. Uh, good evening. Yes, I'm here. Yeah. yeah. Life, uh, I, think from Wales. Have, I think you're going to have to turn up your theoretical timeline there, buddy of mine in Wales, if you're paying attention <laughs> at all, okay? <laughs> I, all hey, right. I get stuff. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm not saying we're leaving anytime real soon, but I'm just saying, you know, this idea that this is going to drag on all that much longer. Mm, it is, but the question is, how much longer? And I'm all I see is increase, 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 increase. That's all I say is increase. Okay. Only from so, one side, by think, the way. If you think this global instability can sustain itself that much longer, I'm coming over to Wales, and you and I are going to have a talk. <laughs> Hallelujah, thank you. But anyway, oh, I know, you, I know you're what you're going to do now. You're going to trick me, so I got to fly to Wales. <laughs> anyway, and I can't fly to Wales. I, I, I'm letting my passport expire on purpose because I don't want to go somewhere where they're going to quarantine me for seven thousand years until I take the new strange bioweapon that causes a third eye to grow out of my ear. <laughs> so I'm just yeah. like, oh, heck. I don't need my passport anymore. Hallelujah. I'll just stay right where I'm at. <laughs> anyway, what do you it, think it about all this? It's insanity. It is such an insanity what's going on. And this this whole thing with Ukraine has been from the start. Uh, now, yeah, they tried to go to, uh, Russia into a war. And nothing more or less. And Russia didn't invade just uh, their brother in, in the Ukraine because they are like cousins, they are genetically related to each other. So the thing is that this whole war is a propaganda war from the start. I'm not sure if you have heard about uh, Operation Polaris 21. It is a naval operation, naval exercises that took place last year in uh, November. And the goal was to get ready for any possible uh, scenario, including nuclear, and it was with uh, France, United States, Great Britain, and a few other countries within the, not the Atlantic, but the other sea on the other side of Spain. You know what I mean? And that was already the first uh, firing shot to Russia. Because at that time, also, Zelensky uh, started to use weapons uh, rockets and swords to uh, to shoot into the into the what was it Crimea, the territory that was already under Russian control. So, this was from the start a setup by the Western elite, and the Western elite, in particular the U.S. military, is also being used uh, by the Rothschild faction. 
because the reptile faction, what we see now happening are, are two things going on. One is in regime change, war. They want to kill either or uh, take uh, Putin prisoner as a as a prisoner and put their own puppet back in back in because after the, the Russia was or the Soviet Union was under the Rothschild control till at least the mid-1980s. And then, of course, they talked about perestroika, the end for uh, the Cold War and that. And that is when the Rothschilds came in and they took over. And they have been in control ever since. So, in part, what we see is a a regime change war, but will be never-ending except, of course, Russia got nuclear weapons and they got the, the most of nuclear weapons of all countries in the world. So it's not a good thing to make a fight with someone like that. But we know that the U.S. military and their leaders, they are not the smartest kids in the class, so to speak. And also the same with the British uh, people as well. Uh, another thing. Uh, was it two weeks ago that these Brits were blown up between Russia and Crimea or whatever I whatever part of former Ukraine? This Brits was also blown up by an MI, uh, MI6 uh, unit that works together with Ukrainian air, uh, forces. So there we see another angle uh, from the Rothschilds who controls MI6. Uh, so, yeah, you, so while the U.S. and the U.K. are deeply entrenched and involved in this war, and as you said before in your uh, other parts, is that, yeah, Russia is now literally facing on the battleground uh, the U- United States with all their uh, weapons that they have delivered and even ground troops are special forces and god knows how many have already been maybe taken as uh, prisoners aboard and the same with british special forces and british secret service agents <clears throat> so yeah the question is how long is putin gonna stay cool uh if you know what i mean because he has shown such a restraint over the last number of years and the question only is how long is that going to take and last not to mention putin has another danger from out of his own ranks because you got also you got the moderates in russia and you got the hardliners and the hardliners has already been calling out to nuke the west so far putin hasn't done yet but the question is how long is it going to take and last You know, I'll throw this out there, you know, in defense of your position, because I do agree with it. While I see clearly a global acceleration of all threat dynamics that are both biblical, associated with prophecies, dreams and visions over 11 slash 12 years of doing this radio show, many of which I've recorded and played over and over again, and I can do tonight, but I'm not going to. All the, you know, the the North Korea attacking South Korea and sinking a United States aircraft carrier, North Korea is doing right now. 
So we're, we see that ramping up. We know that the they have come out and publicly admitted that they are doing F-35 stealth sorties, practice drills, and they're flying into Iran. And then they're flying back. They're doing that to test Iran's air defenses to see if they see the F-35s coming, and they don't. So the test is successful. They got the results they were hoping for. But why would they be doing that? Clear. It's very clear. Yeah. The Dr. David, Dr. David O'Rourke in 2010 was in South Korea, and he saw in a vision, and he told the people in South Korea at the church that he was at, uh, I'm sorry, no, I, I got my two events. The one event was the uh, sinking of the aircraft carrier and the attack of uh, North Korea and South Korea and Seoul. But the other thing that he saw was uh, an Israeli jet flying into Iran and shooting two tactical nukes into the base of the Fordow. He called it a mountain, and it was the greatest fire he ever saw, and I was, you know, but we knew where it was. It was Fordow. Um, they're practicing for it. Now, does that mean it's going to happen tomorrow? No. Does it mean that, that the Antichrist and his little puppet, his little uh, geriatric reptilian puppet, is going to be able to provoke Russia to, to break their nuclear doctrine, the principles of which they stand upon? They actually have principles. This country has none, with a few exceptions in, in the lawmaker groups, but those are very few and far between. Um, no, I mean, you know, I, the reality is that Putin, the most likely reality is that Putin is going to do every single thing that he can possibly do because they've all, we've already provoked him to the point, um, cause I, I listen to almost every little piece that Scott Ritter puts out and he's, you know, ex CIA Russian expert. He understands Russians better than anybody live on the earth right now. With the exception of probably I know. and his leadership, and he 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 said he gave the examples of what could happen to cause Russia's nuclear, um, what they call it is they call it a, um, it's called nuclear doctrine. That's actually what it's called. The country's nuclear doctrine, and and Ru Russia's public public nuclear statement is we shall not strike first with nuclear weapons, period, end of story. And they mean it. They mean it. Because they actually have more Christian principles than the United States of Reptilian the Great uh, has. Now, all that being said, I'm not saying that Putin's a great guy. I'm not saying he hasn't murdered people. I, it, it, ain't, it ain't like that. It, but the but the delta, the gap between one and the other is so big, it makes the Grand Canyon look like a mud puddle. Now, all that being said, could this drag on? Absolutely. I reflect back. Now, I don't know. The problem is that God doesn't show people, people that receive visions from God, people that receive dreams from God, they don't get shown the whole story. No. So even though the first yeah. event that they saw you know, was like Sarah Manet, I believe she's pro arguably one of the most comprehensive. She's seen more things, probably in more correct order, than any other per person of God in the history of the world. And she saw the first major event prior to a larger-scale nuclear exchange being Iran 
launching a nuclear-tipped missile into, uh, into Israel from Libya. And then she said right after that, she saw other countries pressing the red button and launching missiles, nuclear-tipped missiles at each other. And I think she kind of inferred Pakistan, India, that kind of thing. But anyway, she never mentioned Russia. But that doesn't mean Russia wasn't already moving their forces across Europe in toward uh, Turkey to fulfill the vision of the Vilna Gaon from the what, 1700s or the whatever, uh, where, uh, you know, who knows? And we know that Jack Van Impey, and, and back, I bought his album. I got a copy of the album. I actually went on eBay and bought a real bona fide 33 and a half LP, and it says right there, it's Jack Van Impey. He looks so young, it's like, would you like a lollipop, Mr. Van Impey? I mean, that's how young this guy looks. It's amazing. From 1972. And um, and, and it's like a big red album, and it's, it has on the title, The War, The Coming War with Russia. And there's this like... You know, like 21-year-old Jack Van Impey on there or something. Now, I don't know how old he was. But anyway, um, come on, man. You stitch all the parts together, and the, the problem that we ultimately have isn't what's going to happen. The problem that we have is we don't have the order of the events down. We know what's going to happen, and we don't know what's going to be happening in parallel. The other thing we don't know is we don't know... We do know that, that NATO is useless. We do know that we've given everything away. We do know that the Taliban will definitely be siding with Russia. Um, we already know that Saudi Arabia is siding with Russia and Iran is siding with Russia, which means the Sunnis and the, and the, and the, and the um, they're joining forces essentially, which, by the way, lines up with that 15-year-old kid named Nathan who was taken to heaven and told that Obama was Gog. And then he, but he wouldn't tell the rabbis that were with him. Rabbi Rami Levy came forward with him and, and, and you know, and, and told everybody what he, because he told them in the dream. But he couldn't come forward and say that he saw Jesus. He just told all the rabbis that you guys know who he is. But he didn't want to get stoned to death because you don't tell an Orthodox rabbi over in Israel that Jesus is king. <laughs> if you tell him Jesus is no. Lord, they will chase you down the streets and kill you. <laughs> you know, which by the way is kind of in violation of their own law. But the point is, everything's coming together, but we don't know how long. Like, Russia could hold out, to your point, for a very long time. They can. They can. And they have shown and how it, patient they are. Yes, yes. I mean, because we just flew nuclear-capable bombers right to their border, which, by the way, according to their nuclear doctrine, is justification for a full-scale nuclear strike. But I think also, Russia, Putin knows he's being fully, played. He knows he's being played. He is way yeah. too brilliant for that. And so he just said to himself, you know what? They're playing me again. They're playing me again. And now he's going to regroup, and he's going to figure out how to humiliate the United States and NATO even further. And I think you're right. I think he's going to hold out. I think he's going to hold out. And it's just going to drag on for who knows how long. And then... um. But look at North Korea. When's that going to happen? And how long between when North Korea sinks a United States aircraft carrier, how long before that event that Israel goes and uh, sends the two tactical nukes to the Fordow facility through their jets that they're practicing for yeah. right now? That could be years from now. We don't know. We don't know the time between oh, the God events. Knows. We know what happens in parallel. We don't know. That's the stuff that we don't know. We know the stuff that's going to happen. 
But we can't put it in order, and we don't know how long it's going to drag out. And that's enough to make you just want to pull your hair out. And I'm running out of hair, bro. I don't know about you. I think you got a full head of hair. I'm kind of jealous. But I'm just saying, you know, I got like this giant bald yarmulke on the top of my head. <laughs> you know? So I'm running okay. out of hair, man. I, I'm like, you know, using my hair blower and looking at it and going, boy, I'm getting really close to the point where I just need to shave it. <laughs> you know? But anyway, whatever. I mean, but I think you might be right. This could drag on. I I think it will. And. It, of course, the military industrial complex, they want this war and they also want to drag it out because the more it drags out, the more money it will cost for the government, what they will make. So that's another consideration as well. But Russia knows that NATO and the U.S. has been weakened. So they can they can waiting out. And also they know that they have weakened Sorry. on a number of Okay, so, on the number of things. For one, Russia does Russia does not care a less about our intercontinental ballistic missiles. No. They do. They do, but really they their hypersonic abilities and their subs are so superior and they have so many more multiple independent reentry vehicles on their um on their submarine launched nukes. One they one one Russian submarine launched nuclear missile. One. And, de- and pretty and much de- out every can- single one, every single one of the United States ICBM sites. One missile. And guess how long it takes for that missile to arrive over its target? Seven minutes. That that isn't even enough time to like slap Biden around and inject him with Ritalin quickly enough to do anything. I mean, when you think about it, when you oh think about it if, if it wasn't for the automated protocols that the submarine uh, captains have, where you know they they there are certain circumstances where they have protocols that they can launch, even if the United States is you know if they get I don't. I don't know how it all works, and it's all top, super ultra top secret stuff, but basically there are certain circumstances that they don't need to get a phone call from the White House. They can still launch. And by the way, that's interesting, and I just want to share this. I'm going to shut up, but, but here's – because I want to get you to comment. But we brought a guy named Michael Mullen on the program who was given some amazing, astonishing, mind-bending visions from the Lord, and he was actually taken into heaven. This is how I knew he was legit. I knew he was totally legit when we brought him on the show. But the stuff he revealed when he was on the program, I I wish I could find that program. But anyway, he was actually in the throne room of God while Jesus was directing the nuclear missiles to their targets. And you might say, no way! Um, Think judgments here. Think judgments here. Think Old Testament here. And I was like, I thought to myself, you know what? I can believe that. I can definitely, definitely believe that. Because God is in control, and the judgments that are coming are coming ultimately from God. You know, the, the uh, unfortunately, churchianity doesn't get it. They don't understand that God is in control. They don't understand that when God levies judgments, he levies them down. It, it, they always say, oh, that darn Satan. Satan did this, and Satan did that, and, and you know, no, Satan can't do diddly squat unless God allows him to do it. But That's the, right. The Satan is being played. Right. Uh, it, it's, but, it's amazing. 
Yes, and also the Russian subs, they have the capability still to stay underwater for up till a year. So they can stay undetected that way. Now, we do have our, they call it the Columbia class, and it is an unbelievably impressive nuclear submarine. Uh, I'm not talking about nuclear-powered. I'm talking about it has nukes on it, (laughs) okay? I think it's called the Columbia class, and it actually is quieter and more stealth than the Belgorod class uh, and some of the other classes of uh, subs that uh, Russia has. Now, don't get me wrong. They're all hard to track. They're all very hard to track, and they, they, this, this world does not have – as a matter of fact, get this. There's, a, um, there's a, a program that you can watch on Prime called Third Eye Spies, and it's about people that um, – Essentially, uh, it, it's it's a uh, it's a uh, remote it's called remote. We, we know it as remote viewing, but in reality, it's a type of divination. And um, so that's why I don't do the remote viewing thing. I don't pay any attention to them anymore because I don't want to get you know classified like Saul and get in trouble and all that. But here's the thing: the, now our military in the United States of America decide to get rid of them. They they disbanded them because there were too many people in the CIA and everything. It was like that's hocus pocus, dominocus, and I don't believe in that supernatural weirdness. So they actually disbanded the um, remote viewing program that the military was using, even though they proved that they were able to see in the top secret military bases that nobody knew about and look at what was inside the safes and what was inside the folders. They proved it. But they had these very powerful people that said, hocus pocus, dominocus, I don't believe in any of that, get rid of it, disband the program. So the United States got rid of the program, but guess who didn't? Russia. Russia still heavily uses remote viewers. Now, why is that significant? <laughs> you know what remote viewers can do? They can tell you where the subs are. <laughs> so while all the satellites yeah. are failing and everything else is failing, they can go, well, uh, the Columbia class USS blankety blank is located over here in the Baltic Sea right here at this time, and they're using them actively right now. They know where our subs are. We don't know where theirs are. Because <laughs> we don't believe in hocus pocus dominocus, <laughs> right? Oh, it's just amazing. Uh, praise God! I, it's, you know, we live in just such a cockeyed, sideways world. It's just unbelievable. Anyway, <laughs> I'm done for now. Go for it, brother. Yeah, I know what you mean, and uh, yeah, I don't know what the West is thinking, uh, to be honest. Because if we don't watch out, we certainly will end up maybe sooner than later in World War Three, but then that is what the elite wants. Especially this reptile Klaus Schwab out of Davos. And because he wants also the global reset and in this way uh Putin fits into it and, and Zelensky. They uh, both had an audience with uh Klaus Schwab. And Zelensky is also paid by him, uh, his campaign was paid by uh, the World Economic Forum. So, but before, yeah, before the end time itself, we have to go for yeah, possible nuclear war, uh, famine, of course, and and other diseases. And I, I think the whole COVID was the dry one, nothing more. I, I wouldn't be surprised that we're going to see in the next two years probably the virus 
the COVID virus that they now have been uh, creating in Boston and that university. And uh, yep. suddenly we got a new, a new strain that is more, that has a deadly rate of 80%. Of course, that suit, that suit the elite because then they can kill much more people than what the Chinese, Chinese virus uh, did. And it is, it's such an insanity, the arrogance of them to think that they can control things. It's, it's such an insanity. Well, I, I, I don't get it. With those, I, don't, I don't know about you, man. I think they've done a pretty good job of it. I don't, I don't know about you, brother, but when you think about it, I mean, I, I'm, you know, see, it doesn't bother me. Um, you know, like I had some, somebody was like very kindly had sent me an email and they said, look, there's this, um, you know, hydrogen peroxide therapy that you can use to battle, you know, COVID and this, that, and the other thing. And I, I was like, oh, thank you very much. I, I already have tons of uh, food grade hydro, hydrogen peroxide and I've done the detoxes with that. I said, I also have uh, hydroxychloroquine. I also have ivermectin and I also have gallons of 100 ppm colloidal silver. But I, but I ended the email by saying, but I have power in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and I'll take that over all the rest. <laughs> and blood because at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, yes. you got the name of Jesus. You got what you need. The problem I is we, my, have faith, I, we have a faith problem, and that's the problem. We have a faith yes. problem, and we have a lack of people interested in seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit with enough fervency that they go and they actually receive it. Okay, and and I've had people call me. Uh, one, you know, I'm not going to mention any names, you know, because you know it's just one of those things. But anyway, I'm just uh, you know privacy thing. But I'm just saying we should all any anybody that does, isn't convinced that you have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, if you think you even might, uh, and you don't have to have the the, the uh, you don't have to have the evidence of speaking in tongues like the Pentecostals say that is a lie from the devil. It is false. Okay, the, the, all you need to do is seek receiving the gift of speaking in tongues. I have a prayer vigil. You can. Search on it, and and I can tell you that I've gotten testimonies from people that you know took my lead on the prayer vigil and um, did what I said, and they received the gift of speaking in tongues. So I'm here to tell you, folks, it's there for the taking. And anybody that's not, you know, that that's the best thing to have. It is one of the most powerful gifts. I didn't know this, but I I learned it uh, for, through through experience. It is one of the most powerful gifts of all the gifts of the of the Holy Spirit. All nine gifts that are mentioned in uh, uh, you know First Corinthians chapter twelve. Okay, the problem is that, that churchianity doesn't realize that. So they have they have the gift of speaking in tongues, but they don't use it because they don't see it as being as powerful as it actually is. But it bypasses all the demonic influences. It bypasses all the hindrances. It bypasses everything. As a matter of fact, in the, in the University of Pennsylvania, they did a study by hooking up uh, electrodes to people uh, you know, that were Holy Spirit-filled and could speak in tongues, and they brought them into the university. They laid them down on, 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 a, on a gurney and, thing and put them in the neurological you know, uh, uh, ward, and they hooked up sensors on their brain. And they said, okay, speak in tongues. And they spoke in tongues, and guess what? The speech center of the brain did not activate at all. They saw nothing on their sensors. And they were absolutely blown away. University of Pennsylvania did the study years ago. I got I got the audio from it. 
I, I could play it right now, but I'm not going to. But I got the audio from it. It's because you are communicating directly with the throne room of God. You're bypassing all of the demonic things that would try to hinder your prayers. And goodness gracious knows we need that now more than ever. We should all be seeking these things right now. You know what I'm saying? Hallelujah. This is, this yes. is important for all of us. And seek them now while you can, man. Because if you're ducking meteors and bombs, it's going to be kind of hard. Now's the time. That's why the wise yeah, virgins had the surgeons back. COVID, just COVID was much sooner in our countries than officially was told. Now, for one, in October of 2019, the Chinese had closed down uh, Wuhan from internal uh, travel. So everyone from China couldn't travel in or, in or out of Wuhan. And that was already in October, late October, early November. Our intelligence, uh, CIA, MI6, already knew about it, but for some reason they didn't told our leaders or our leaders didn't listen, one or the two. So the, the virus was already in our countries. And my one of my altars, Lauren, you may have spoke with her on the, the messenger, she caught COVID. On on December the twenty seventh of nine of two thousand nineteen, she was a, for a week uh, very ill and got better. Another altar of my Esme, she got the Corona version that was on December the thirty first, and that lasted only till January the fourth or fifth, and she got better. So I told my altars. Don't dare to take the vaccine uh, because I don't want this Trojan horse from the devil within me because this is a genetic Trojan horse to start with. So I told them not to take it. And I told them, we got to, uh, as reborn Christians, we got the blood of Christ and that should be able to fight off this uh, this illness. It is not that I'm against vaccinations or anything or against medicine because if in the future I have to travel to Nigeria, uh, then I have to take malaria medication. And I have to take it in order to arrive in that country. Otherwise, you will not be allowed to, to get in. So I will take that because I know that medication is safe. The thing is with the COVID medication, they completely skip the testing over a period between three to seven years. Normal trial testing is between three to seven years before they come before the government committee and it can be discussed in order maybe to bring the medication out into the public. And they completely skipped this this part. They did say, yeah, we did testing on 4,000 people. What the hell is 4,000 people? And only for a very short two months. Thanks, Captain Obvious. I was on a totally different track. I knew I could get away really? with that with you, Robert. <laughs> and you're stating no, the obvious. No, that, that news is so old that Moses is going like, excuse me? Is there an ark somewhere? I know. Is there no, an ark somewhere? You know, <laughs> but you know what I mean. And your listeners know also what I mean. And it's a bioweapon. It Everything's a bioweapon. It's a yes. slaughter. It's eugenics. They're killing everybody. We know that. We know that. We know that. There's nukes out there. Nuclear bombs everywhere. Run for your life. Uh, North Korea. Um, <laughs> Israel. 
Eighty percent death rate in Boston. That is a that is some news right there. And then Biden, his uh, his executive order to keep a state of emergency uh, for COVID active right now. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on. You know what? For me, that's actually kind of good news for me because it means I won't have to travel to Phoenix anymore. Okay. <laughs> so in that regard, and seeing as how I get everything delivered anyways, um, you know, because uh, I'm like like borderline agoraphobic, you know, I'm like, wait a minute, I have to go out and walk around with people that are wearing like eight masks still. <laughs> you know? I, I don't want to be in the same room with those people. I have seen still, I have still seen some people with a mask, some. Go into an American airport. Go into an American airport where there are no mask requirements and look around, do a 360 and count. From any vantage point, you will count at least 30 people wearing masks. Wow. 30. If that doesn't – now do the math. Do the math. Let's assume 400 people are in that area. Based upon 175 for a max eight, uh, one, two, three, four gates, 175, 175, 175, 175. That, yeah, that's about right. Uh, 600 maybe. So, and then you're you're seeing at least it has to be at least 30 people wearing masks. Um, it's just an that's intensity. a lot, man. That that doesn't say a lot for the aptitude of the average American person. Which, by oh, the way, I think we're stupid. I think we're the stupidest country in the in the in the world, really. I really do. I think I think it's we that, because I've traveled to Europe, dude. Directed. I've been in Europe. When I went to Germany, I kid you not. When I went to Germany, I went to Duisburg, which is right by Dusseldorf, and I went I went to Munich. Okay, two different trips. All right, yeah. and uh, and I I joke you not. This is not an exaggeration. I'm not trying to be funny. So when I arrived, I was being sent by the McDonald's Corporation to go into a security assessment of this company. I don't remember the name of the company. And if I did, I probably shouldn't say it. Um, And I had to go in as a representative of McDonald's to make sure that they had their cybersecurity act together. So I had to do a report. Now, naturally, this company didn't want to lose their contract with McDonald's, so they were treating me extremely nice. Okay? Because they, you know, be really, really nice to him and he'll give us a good report kind of thing. And they did. They took me out to dinner. It was lobster. And I knew what was going on. They were, you know, they were. But then, then we had the conversation. I, it, was, it was some boardroom in one of their buildings. And um, I don't know, but we just started jawjacking. You know, they could speak really good English. Um, uh, all the people in, you know, no, I don't want to say, don't, I don't want to send a wrong message. You know, 90% of the people in Germany don't speak any English at all. Okay, there's no English signs. There's nothing like that. That, that, that stuff that people tell you about everybody speaks, no, it's not true. It's, it's a lie. The only people in Germany that speak fluent English are the people that in school wanted to be successful in business. And then they then they went after it like like you know a hobo to a to a you know subway sub, all right you know what I'm saying. And so everybody there spoke yeah. English, and we're sitting in the boardroom, and and we were we were just talking about the dumbest things like what do you think about this, what do you think about that, blah 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 blah, and and you know it kind of like opened up the doorway for because I you know one of them said something that was very conspiracy terrorist. You know what I mean? It was like, you know, totally, totally Alex Jones, you know, totally conspiracy theorist, which, by the way, I totally agree with Alex Jones. Anyways, um, but here's the thing. When they opened that door, 
I looked over across the room, and they looked at me because they knew I was an American. So the room got quiet because somebody said, you know, something like 9-11 was, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And I picked up on it. My ear vacuum cleaner, my, my conspiracy theorist vacuum cleaner ears just went into hyperdrive. And I'm like, suck it. And I like looked across the room and I was like, oh, so you guys know that 9-11 was an inside job. You guys know that, there was, that the planes didn't take down the buildings. You guys know that it was a super nanothermite that is only available, available from the United States Department of Defense. You guys know the Building 7 collapsed and there was no plane to hit it. You guys know about all these things. And they all, their eyes, you should have looked, the whole room, their eyes were popping out. They're like, Wow, call the Smithsonian. This is a guy from the United States that actually has a clue. These are people in Germany. I'm joking. I ain't kidding you. I was sitting there going, wow, you must think we're all a bunch of nimrods. And you know what they do? The people in Europe think we are some of the dumbest people that have ever been born by the grace of God. I'm serious. And you know what? I don't think they're that wrong. I really do. You know, sadly, I just don't think they're all that wrong. Especially people. now with this woke, uh, wokeness going on among young people, it's even worse. So, oh, no. It's so true. And instead, in, in Europe, they're all protesting in the streets. They know that it's a big, fat lie. They know. Do you see anybody protesting in the United States? Although that you do have January 6th, so Nancy Pelosi might throw you in jail for, you know, uh, all kinds of legal reasons. So, you know, there's they're certainly – let's just say that in this country, anybody who might want to protest over this stuff, they see a billion dollars levied against Alex Jones, which, of course, he has two years to, to, to uh, appeal. So he's, he's in business. He, there's no problem. He's he's admitted I'm bankrupt. It's big, no big deal to me. Um, I'm just going to keep on operating the business. The ba- the business is bankrupt, so they can't touch me, you know. And uh, and he, he says he can appeal it over a course of two years. So he's kind of like going, yeah, they sent the message, but it's not going to stop him. And um, no, not I really. Think I think it's more dangerous right now to be outspoken about January sixth because. These entities, these seething, stinking, fallen angel, shape-shifting entities from the very, very darkest, darkest depths of Gehenna, the lake of fire, are inside the congressional buildings running a fake mock-up trial based on a fake event that was totally staged. Now, it, 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 you know, people did go in, but that's because they're gullible. They had FBI agents, yeah. black ops yeah. FBI agents. They had crisis actors, you know, that, that that were hired and paid humongous amounts of money to make it look like it was real. And Americans are gullible, man. They're gullible. They're very, very they gullible. Also, they also had members of Black Lives Matter and Antifa walking around as well. They also had facial recognition systems and and, and MK Ultra towers that were um, microwave versions. I saw them. Uh, They they, they have a cube, a metal cube on the top of a pole. Okay, they're pretty high up, and they're just – it's just a square. It's a cube. It's a metal cube. And what it is is it's a microwave machine that transmits microwaves directly into the heads because microwaves will penetrate the skull at certain frequencies of a human. And then what they do is they take the two and the four hertz ultra low frequency MK ultra frequencies and they 
embed them as carriers. They use the, they use the microwave frequency as a carrier, and then they, in, they then they modulate the microwave frequency with the 4K and the 2K MK ultra frequencies, and it goes right into the heads of the victims. And so all of the people were agitated, worked up. They made sure that that was the case by using MK ultra mind control technologies that are exceedingly advanced, and they had facial recognition systems all over the place. So this was a setup. It was, I've got and, proof of it. and I, I took it down off the website because I was getting I was getting hammered. The website was getting hammered so heavily that it created a denial of service. You, I couldn't even get I couldn't even get to the administrative console of the website. That's how hard well, the entities of darkness were trying to break into my website. And I, when when I set it up many 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 years ago, um. Because I work in that profession, I work, you know, in cybersecurity, I knew that I had to pay extra for what's called, uh, I don't know, they have a name for it, but it's it's called something-something privacy. And I, I, I pay extra for that. It's, it's a noteworthy amount. And they have to get a subpoena from a federal judge in order to find out who owns the website. Okay. Yep. Yep. And so instead they were trying to break into it and it took the website down for like four days straight. And then I then I bought a fifteen dollar a month uh thing that you add to the website and it like it looks for people trying to break in and it blocks their IP address for like four days straight. <laughs> so I was like playing with right. like, okay. I can see you all trying to break into the website. I can see you all trying to take the website down. Fine. All right, I'll go ahead and buy this $15 a month service that blocks you, 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 blocks you. And I still get charts and graphs that show these meatheads trying to break in because they still want to try to get rid of it. But then I thought to myself, you know, this January 6th thing, forget about it, man. Nobody gets it. What's the point? I, you know, what good does it do for me to be like the only person of 50 million websites that actually has evidence? Un- indisputable, hold up in a court of law evidence that the whole thing was staged on purpose. I got the evidence. In fact, the guy that created the video that proved it beyond any shadow of a doubt the forces of darkness through YouTube went to him and said, get rid of this video now and create a video that says it was real. And by golly, he went out and did it. And if you want to go see his lying fake video because he's a greedy person that didn't want to go to jail for how many, you know, whatever. And who can blame him? Uh, you know, nobody wants to go to jail. Uh, so what he did was he completely altered the original video. And it's called Woo's News. W-O-O-Z-N-E-W-S, Woo's News. And he's still on there with over a million subscribers. He's making a decent living off of that, of just doing Woo's News. He didn't want to lose his income. He didn't want to go to jail. So he went and did what they told him to do. He took down the the the, the, one, the version, which I have, that proves that it was set, a setup, okay? And then he put up a fake version to save his butt. That's exactly what he did. And I know because I've seen them do it time and time and time again. I've been doing this a long time. Every single time there's a Pulse Club massacre. Every single time there's a San Bernardino massacre. Every single time there's a a mass shooting in the Aurora Theater. Whatever the case is, I am right there downloading videos off of YouTube as fast as I possibly can because I know that they're going to get rid of them. I have terabytes of this stuff. (laughs) I do. Uh, it's amazing, and I don't know what to do with it all. I know, right? <laughs> you know, we got about we got about twenty four external hard drives. It's about what is it twenty? 
it's about two terabytes, I think. And those, yeah. But Let's see. I got four, right, eight, sixteen, four, eight, sixteen terabytes right there in a stack. Over there's eight terabytes. So that's six, sixteen plus eight. That would be. What is that? That would be uh, six plus eight. 24, and then I've got another 16 terabyte SSD sitting there, and I really haven't figured out what to do with it. <laughs> like, I don't know. I got, you know, also, I hope we're just not here long enough for me to use it all. That's all I hope. Also, you have to make sure that you got backups of your uh, backups, because after a while, also a hard drive can break down. No, I do. I the problem that I've been having a problem. What I I own a Cronus. I'm a premier user of Cronus. I've got all the tools, all the best of the best of the best of the best, the fastest computer you can per, that money can buy. I got it. I got all that stuff. I am experiencing. You don't right make now. your computers yourself. No. You don't no, make I, your I, own uh, computers. No, I, I used to build my own computers, but it doesn't make sense anymore. Right now, for much less money, you get a far, far faster and superior computer. You're talking to a guy that built XTs when they were only 4 megahertz in speed on the on the floor of his living room, formatting RLL and MFM drives using debug, okay? I get it. And I'm telling you, if you, if you buy yourself a high-end gaming HP pavilion, you are going to get a machine that is so stinking fast, it scares the National Security Agency, okay? Okay? And that's what I got here, yeah. here is absolutely the top of the line. But that's beside the point. The problem is that my Acronis, I don't know what it is. I haven't figured it out yet. But I've got – I don't want to put the data on the internal drives of the pavilion. If I put the data on the internal drives, if I get hit with another lightning bolt or whatever the case is uh, or, or yeah. something else, then what will happen is that the internal drives on these new gaming systems are SSD. And what happens is I'll lose all that stuff because the thing has to be thrown away. You can take it to wherever you want to, but they're not going to fix it. They're not. So, you, so what I had to do is in order to save all my data, I had to put all of the data on external USB drives, 3.0, relatively high speed, good enough for me. Okay, but the problem is the Acronis backup software, and I think it has to do with sleeping features. I think what the computer does is to save power, and i got to find the setting because it's Windows 11. You've you got to go in and you've got to find the setting that says, Allow USB devices to sleep because Acronis needs the USB drives to be awake and spinning, or if they're SSD, just awake, so that it can perform the backup operation while I'm asleep. You hear what I'm saying? But if the computer tells yeah. the, SD, the USB ports to shut down the save power, which they're all configured to do default, that's what's happening. I'm I'm 98% sure that's what's happening, and that's why my my. I, so I occasionally get a successful backup. I have emails configured to come in and watch the logs and tell me if I got a good backup versus a bad one. But most of them are failing, and the only reason I can think of is because the computer is doing what it ought to do, which is shutting down external devices to save power. That's a normal default configuration, and I've got to override yeah. that. So that so that the Cronus backups don't fail. 
because the first thing I get is a log. I see, says, the, I see your phone gas. User intervention. And then right after the user intervention warning, I get backup failed. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, crap. Tag on it. You know, but, hey, it is what it is, you know, and I only got so much time yeah. during the day. <laughs> you know? in, the, in the past, must have been now 18 years ago, I, I also built my own computers at that time. I've not done it for 18 years now, so, but, uh, yeah, so in the past, it started it's in 1990. It started in 1998. As I had a problem with Windows, was it X, yeah, XP or the one before? And so I, I called one of the helplines and they put me for 30 minutes or 40 minutes in the waiting with some classical music and all. And they came with free solutions I had already tried out myself. So I thought, F whatever, I never want to be. Uh, dependent on any on anyone else other than myself. So I started to crawl oh. into how the computer works ah. and yeah. anything so I could it. find. I used hmm? to do the same thing, but check it out, bro. Listen, check, check it out. It's a different world. And some people would call me a computer expert. They would probably be wise by doing so because it is an accurate depiction, although all things are relative. Now, that being said, yeah. I used to build all of my own systems for oh my gosh, like well over a decade, like 15 years. But then it occurred to me, wait a minute, and I started looking at the prices of the motherboards. I looked at the capability of the motherboards, the power of the motherboards, and the number of cores, and the number of logical cores, the, the, the way that the memory was configured, all the different things. And I was like, forget that. It, 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 you got to pay $1,100 for that stinking motherboard. I can get the whole doggone system for two thousand dollars, and it's and it's it's got terabytes of storage. It is so fast, words cannot describe. I mean, the system that I got right now, and we shouldn't talk about computers because a lot of people calling in going, "Can you help me fix my PC?" But uh, you know, <laughs> but but anyway, but anyway, I know I got, problem. Dude, I, I, got eight, I got eight real cores. How many processors have eight full, true cores inside of them? Very, very few, and not on motherboards that you can buy for any reasonable price. I have eight real cores in my processor and 16 logical cores. I'm talking about this machine is so freaking powerful, <laughs> words cannot describe. Okay, it is really powerful. It's way overpowered for what I need it for, but I wanted – I said to myself, look, I can spend you know $1,500 on this piece of garbage. I can spend $1,800 on a slightly better piece of garbage, or I can spend $2,000 and get something that is going to hold me over. Like if this takes another five or six years, I'm still going to be running a computer that's three or four times faster than I need, which is great. I don't have to worry about – and guess what? And to your answer about repairing it, guess what I did? When you first buy an HP system, as long as it's in the beginning when you first bought it, for $8 a month, $8 a month, and let me tell you something, $8, what does that buy you nowadays? <laughs> Nothing. Not it barely buys you a watermelon, okay? Okay, for $8 a month, I have on-site, on-site Hewlett-Packard warranty service on this computer for 8 dollars a month. If I get hit by lightning, they have to come in and go, oh my goodness, it looks like it was hit by lightning. Well, here's a new computer. 
okay? That's what I want. Yes. And, and you know what? It doesn't get any better than that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Now I just got to fix the USB problem. But anyway, let's get back to the Russians. We're running out of time. Uh, you, know, uh, I, you know, anyway. Yeah. The thing is, the world is now so depending on, on computers. I had the Russians know that, and everyone else, of course, and the Russians are anything but stupid. Let's be honest. And they, and they use remote we, viewers. They know where all of our Columbia yeah. class subs are. <laughs> and they we are. Know. They know. They know where theirs are. Yeah, we have a hard time to track them, but they know. And so, yeah, it's. But as I said before, to come back on the early part, uh, I think if Putin stays as he is with his patience, then this can, this can go on for God knows how long. So. So check it out. And so let's assume, let's just assume that the third eye, the the third eye spies movie on Prime was 100% accurate, and they had yes. at least they had at least I don't know of, of the people that were experts that they interviewed in this documentary. We're talking about probably 20 that were all used by the American teams that were at Stanford University under the top secret program during their research. Now then, let's assume that what they said was even 98% accurate and that the program was disbanded, which by the way is supported by other information that's out there as well, and that Russia is still using them. Doesn't that indicate that Putin already knew that when the nuclear-capable NATO planes were heading directly for his borders this morning, isn't it likely that by using the remote viewers, Putin already knew that they didn't have any live nukes on them? Yes. And if that be true, Putin could kick back with a big old triple shot of vodka and tell, you know, General Armageddon <laughs> to regroup because we're fighting the Americans directly and not even worry about it. Which, by the way, saved yeah, yeah. our bots. When you think about it, it saved us because their doctrine is if the opposite. Their doctrine is if nuclear-capable planes fly toward us, we can launch a full all-out strike, a response. That's their doctrine. It's published. And he didn't. How did he know? It had yeah. to have been the remote so, viewers. It had to have been the remote viewers. It had to have been. Yeah. Either that or this guy's got courage that, you know, is like the size of Jupiter. I mean, who would trust NATO? Who would trust Biden? Who would trust Obama hiding in the basement doing his hocus pocus, weird, creepy antichrist stuff? You know, who would? Who would? I mean, certainly nobody is. Certainly not me. He had to have insider information. Yeah, you know what I mean. Now, yeah, we will see who trusts uh, Biden, or at least the Dems, eh, when we're going to have the elections. And I expect that you're going to see fraud again because if the GOP doesn't win with a major, uh, how you call it, uh, landslide, if they don't win with a major landslide, that means that the Dems have uh, cheated again. Because the Dems has nothing to run under except uh, ab abortion. That seems to be their only thing that they have. Yeah, Roe versus Wade is their ace in the hole, and there's yeah. they got two aces. They got two aces in the hole. Roe versus Wade, because according to 
according to all the polls, all of them, and I've seen evidence of this, by the way, um, I I forget what the statistic is, but something like 60% of the American Christian church believes that abortion should be legal. 60%. All right. That is absolutely horrific. And then... And then, so you got you got Roe as a as a nascent hole. And uh, for those of you, we have sixty seconds. If you want to listen to us uh, chitter chatter for a little bit longer, past past the break off point in forty five seconds, you need to dial up three one nine five two seven six zero two zero again. Three one nine five two seven six zero two zero. Press one. You'll be able to listen to the show over your phone if you want to. Okay, you have 30 seconds to accomplish that task. 319-527-6020. So anyway, um, uh, uh, so so what was I talking about? What was I talking about? I just, about, about I just polls, gave out our phone number. we got to sound and, interesting. Pretend to sound interesting. And, Okay, I want to say we were talking about uh, the the polls and about what the Dems are running on. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, right. That's the bullshit. Roe Roe is their ace in a hole. And January 6th. Bro, Dominion. Dominion. Say the word. Dominion voting in the United States. They failed miserably. They failed miserably at attempting to get rid of and impeaching the Dominion voting machines. And by the way, the, the, the owners of Dominion, which I forget who they are, came back and started launching billion-dollar lawsuits of defamation against uh, the people that claimed that Dominion voting machines were flawed and used for fraud. Well, guess what? They're still using them everywhere, Hell, almost everywhere. So what's to stop them from just hacking into the Dominion machines and changing the numbers? They don't even have to bother with ballot fraud. They've got Roe versus Wade yeah. and Dominion voting machines on their side. My prediction is is going to fail miserably. It isn't going to fail miserably because there isn't enough votes. It isn't going to fail miserably because there isn't like a tidal wave of red. All that stuff's going to happen. The problem is we've underestimated the magnitude of the evil. Yes. And now, yeah, don't get don't get started about 2024, of course, when uh, whoever it's going to be, if it is uh, Trump or uh, now Biden says he's going to run again, I don't see that happening, to be honest, especially with uh, no brain left in him. It's so, uh, I've never seen America so weak in the world as we see now. And then they had the Dems had the, had the courage, or not the courage, but they had the arrogance to say, oh, when we come back in power, then the world will uh, admire America and look up to us again. Yeah, right. We see that now with uh, Biden and Kamala in power. Oh, Come my God. At least... don't even, please don't even say that name. It makes me want to yak. You know what Epicac is? I just want to like swallow a whole bottle of Epicac when I hear that name. I just it's like it's it's like that uh that Howie Mandel joke. Yes. It's an inside joke. <laughs> you know. I know with Trump. I know with Trump. Okay, he was maybe he didn't have the right mannerism, as they say, uh, because he was quite uh, could, could be rude and all that, but. 
at least he he knew to other leaders, especially the ones like uh, Korea and all the others. I mean North Korea, and even Russia, that they couldn't uh, play with America because otherwise he would nuke them. Apparently, what he has said. So if Trump would have been in now, I don't think personally that we would have been in the situation with uh, the Ukraine. But that's my observation. But yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I, I I'm not disagreeing. Uh, I will withhold adjudication. I personally have a lot of problems with Trump. Um, I think he might be part of the family, and if you know who the family is in Washington, D.C., they are very popular with the evangelical Christians, and many of the well-known evangelical Christians are also part of the family. Yes, uh, they I know. are a fake Christian organization that is headquartered in Washington, D.C. Uh, they appear to be 100% legit, and they actually believe, many of them, if not the vast majority, that they are legit. The problem is they are duped because they are told that because of Romans 13, they were chosen to be leaders by God. And that is a misinterpretation of Romans 13 because God appoints bad leaders like Nebuchadnezzar with the iron yoke of Babylon over his own people, as well as good leaders. So the assumption that you're a good chosen by God leader by virtue, no, that's, that is the biggest satanic lie. I mean, my goodness gracious. I mean, the only way that, that is bovine feces that would fill a quarry truck. But yet they fake it so well that the vast majority of you know, pillow prophet, um, seven mountains believing Christians would go. Oh, well, he's just. Here's what you. Here's here's what you'll hear. You'll hear things like, "Well, you have to understand, Johnny. He's just a baby Christian." And I'm like, "No, <clears throat> a baby Christian is not a Christian at all." Okay, I'm sorry, but they're not. That's why it takes a whole. Um, you know, village to raise a child. The problem is the church doesn't bother to raise anybody to anything. So, so anyway, yeah, uh, there, might right. be, there might be like like point oh 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 one percent of the American churches out there that still do something decent, but as a general rule, no, zero, zilch, nothing, shapeshifters, a whole lot of them, Satanists, um, and um, you know, anyway, so. It's a it's a mess. I, I, I look, you know, and the thing about it is, when they're part of the family, they truly believe they're Christians. They'll let people lay hands on them. They'll do all that stuff that Trump did. And of course, all the you know Kool Aid gobbling evangelicals will be like, "Oh, look, he's a baby Christian, but that's okay. God has obviously anointed him, and he's chosen by them." And look at all of these wonderful prophets from the blankety blank list and the Seven Mountains that are telling us that he, that he's a wonderful Christian and la 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 la. And and I'm like going, no, 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 no. No, <laughs> but but can you do, you know, and then if you say, well, you know, and then you got these folks out there, God bless them. They mean well, but they'll be like, originally, I thought that Donald Trump was a bad guy and I spoke very negatively against him. But you know what? I take it all back now. Uh, I really do think he w he's, you know, the real deal. And I'm like thinking to myself, he, he, 
consider the source. I'm not going to name names. I don't want to impeach anybody, but there are people out there, they don't know their Bible. They don't understand what a real Christian is. You know, don't get me wrong. God may very well mercifully spare them. They may be cast into the great tribulation. They may, you know, ultimately have the seal of God on their foreheads. They may be foolish virgins, and they may have to suffer horribly. I hope they all make it. But they're definitely not going to make the first fruits barley harvest. There's no way. They're not even going to, they're going to, they're going to believe the lie about Project Bluebeam. They're going to believe when NASA comes forward and says the aliens took all the missing people away, they're going to go, Project Bluebeam, Project Bluebeam, it was Project Bluebeam, without even realizing that Project Bluebeam by Molask Monast was a, uh, uh, was a PSYOP, okay, it was a PSYOP to trick people into thinking that there was going to be a real Project Bluebeam, which there is not. I'm sorry. I don't care how, how many people in the Illuminati have been told otherwise. I am telling you that is a lie from the devil. There is no Project Bluebeam. None. Period. Zero. None. He was lied to. It was intentional because the fact of the matter is that NASA is going to come forward and tell everybody that the missing people went up into the alien spacecraft. That was told to Pastor Sori Park, who is a very, very godly, Holy Spirit-filled, tongue-speaking Christian, who was taken to heaven and was told by Jesus that that's what was going to happen, that NASA was going to come on TV and tell everybody that the aliens took them. And that is exactly what the Blue Beam believers are going to believe. And I'm sorry, but Sergei Manast is full of bunk. And he was, he was, it was a double agent uh, a psyop to trick people who, who buy the Illuminati baloney, okay? And that, unfortunately, is going to be exactly what the mediocre Christians who missed the first rapture are going to believe. Oh, look, it was Project Blue Beam. No, it wasn't. First and foremost, let me prove to you why Project Bluebeam will fail. The peninsula of the state of Florida does not have chemtrails. Everybody says that you've got to have the barium and the aluminum oxide particulate in the sky in order to project the three-dimensional um, uh, uh, satellite uh, laser uh, depictions of Jesus in the sky in order to pull off the Project Blue Beam thing, which, by the way, is captured in the movie, um, uh, 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 which is called um, uh, Dagnabbit, um, v, v for Visitors, okay? Now, here's the thing. Florida doesn't have chemtrails. They can't do it in the state of Florida. They can't do it in the Caribbean. They can't do it over any one of the, uh, let me see, 195 minus 243. What's the delta? The, the, the island nation states, they can't do it over any of those. There are many places in the world where the, where the uh, oceanic winds blow the chemtrails away. And without the chemtrails and the particulate and the barium and, the sil and, and all that other stuff and the aluminum oxide, they cannot do 3D holographic laser displays in the sky. It fails. It is a capital F fail. Thank God. That is absolute scientific proof that Project Bluebeam is a lie from the devil. And it's exactly what Satan wants. He wants the people that are left behind on the earth to believe that it was the aliens that took them. David, David Doetry 
what prayed for over 10 years, I think it was 15, and he sought the Lord, cried out to him. He has been on the show two times. He lives an hour south of me. And, the, and all he asked the Lord for over all those years was, please show me the rapture, please show me the rapture. And the Lord finally gave him a vision in 1996 of a large spherical mothership, copper-colored, just like the, the copper-colored uh, um, uh, um, uh, round uh, uh, sculptures of a Death Star in front of the United Nations and, 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 and in front of the uh, Vatican Library and thousands of other places around the world now. Okay, that is what's going to show up in the sky approximately three to four weeks before the barley harvest. First watch, Luke 12, 35, 36, and 37, rapture. The one that Pastor Sori Park was told by Jesus would be the one that NASA comes out and tells everybody that the aliens took them. Well, guess what? In both appearances on our show, when David Doetry, by the way, it's also in his testimony that's on Stan Dale's website. Is it on? Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. It was, uh, it, was on, it was published on Five Doves, John Ting's website, which I'm not even sure even exists anymore. And I got a copy of it. We brought him on the show two times. And when, when Doetry was shown by the Lord the rapture happening, now, of course, he only knew of one rapture. He didn't know that there was a wheat harvest and a grape harvest in Revelation 14, the second watch and the third watch, Luke 12, 35, 36, 37. All right. So, so here's the thing. When, when Doetry came out of the back of his house in the vision, he was standing there in the dark, so it's going to be dark in Florida when the barley harvest happens. And he looked up, and you know what he saw? Streaks of blue light. Actual rapture, the barley harvest rapture of the bride of Jesus Christ. Streaks of blue light heading straight up into the sky. And he, was, he knew because the Spirit of God told him that it was the rapture. Guess what everybody's going to think? Project Bluebeam. That's what they're going to think. And that's exactly what Satan wants them to think. Because they're going to stay in their sin. They're going to keep on thinking, once saved, always saved. And they are going to end up probably in the pit. I hope not. I hope not. But the problem is, if they don't get their ducks in a row, that's why Project Bluebeam is such an evil, satanic belief system. Here's why it's so satanic. When Christians believe that the aliens took the humans, when that occurs, they will stay. Their behaviors will not change. If they are in sin, they will stay in sin. If they believe in once saved, always saved, they will stay believing in once saved, always saved. They will not seek holiness and righteousness, and they will end up in the pit. When that because the next major event is going to be, you know, it'll be in the midst of World War III, which has an alien invasion that occurs during World War III, for sure. And they, and and then then the Efren Rodriguez meteor is going to smash into the Atlantic Ocean off the coast of Puerto Rico. When that occurs, the entire world is going to shake to, to and fro like a drunkard, Isaiah 24, and it is going to cause at least, bare minimum, confirmed by prophecies, dreams, and visions, 22 million people on the east coast of the United States of Babylon the Great are going to die that night. Florida is going to be gone. So if I miss the barley harvest, I'm I'm definitely going to die on my knees in prayer when that tidal wave hits me. 
Now, all I'm saying is pity with godly sorrow the Christians who buy off on the satanic lie of Project Bluebeam because they will not change their behavior. A wise Christian would say, oh, my goodness, if they knew the truth, they would say, I missed it. I missed the first watch. And they would fall to their knees and cry out to God in repentance like they have never cried out to God before. In fear of hellfire. But because they bought the Sergei Manast lie from the devil, they're going to walk around thinking everything's just fine. It was only the aliens that took them. That's why it's the greatest satanic lie that has ever been perpetuated upon mankind in a double agent fashion. Uh, it is, it, it, it's, it's freaking evil on a level that most people have no concept of whatsoever. And the Lord revealed that to me so clearly. And I've actually done entire radio shows on that subject. Um, and anyway, it's it's a shame. It's 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 a bummer. It's it is what it is. But folks, and, and you know, the one thing you really got to watch out for is the folks that are. And this is nothing. This is not a dig on you, Robert. Okay, understand. I love you with like you're my very honest to goodness blood brother. But I'm telling you, the people that have been told certain things by the Illuminati factions out there have been told a lot of pack of lies. Because they want to spread the disinformation, because they want to support the mission of the devil, and they will eat their young, spit them out, and kill them, and Robert is living proof of it. And that's a lie. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There isn't going to be a Project Bluebeam. It'll fail. No chemtrails over Florida. None. Ever. Thank you, Jesus. Fail. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and it ain't now, just Florida either. And also, it's, it's, it's a whole bunch of places across the world. They wanted to do it. I yeah. admit it. I know that they wanted to do it. I've seen the white papers. I get it. High field of view, holographic display, laser holographic displays. I've read the military white papers. I have seen them. I get it. Let's put it this way. If they try to pull that off, it is going to be a colossal fail, a colossal fail. So the only thing that I could figure was, you know, and then the Lord started bringing me people, people that saw the rapture with their own eyes. They were there. And then they said they saw blue streaks of light. And I said, oh, my gosh, we've been duped. And if you go back, knowing what we know today, and reread Sergei Manast's paper on Project Bluebeam, you're going to laugh. Just go read it. Read it again. I know that the first time you read it, you have this aha moment, and you're like, "Wow, that's kind of like the the uh, you know the the, the, the learn you know the protocols of the learned, learned elders of Zion and all that kind of stuff." And you're like, "Wow, this is boy, this makes total sense. This makes total sense." And and you know you totally buy it. It's like drinking the Kool Aid. It believes, and you're ready to die, and all that kind of stuff. I get it. I I I was there. I was there. Go back now, Robert, and read it again. You're gonna look. You're gonna laugh at yourself, bro. I, I promise you, you'll laugh if you go back and read the Project Bluebeam Sergey Molas testimony and you read it and and put some real thought into it. You're gonna laugh. You'll laugh at yourself for believing it. Go read it. I did it. I know I what went you back mean. Then. Check my mouth, and I was like, "This is garbage." 
this is garbage. I must have been punched drunk on who knows <laughs> what. <laughs> you know. But anyway, um, yeah, no, that that you know, I feel so sorry for the people that. I feel so sorry for him. That's real because that would again. be that would be their opportunity to change everything about themselves. That would be yes. their opportunity. And they're going to lose that opportunity because they're going to be saying stupid stuff like I used to say, like, well, the reptilians will be eating them for lunch, you know? And I'm like, yeah, well, reptilians do eat people, and I can see, you know, I can see all that, but I don't know. Anyway, I'm, I'm convinced it's a reverse PSYOP. Just read the white paper, and it, with the information that we have today, if you go back and read the paper— what did Sergei Manast actually say on the paper? Go to Bibliotechliopades and get the original one. Okay, and guess what? You're, you're going to laugh. You're going to giggle. You're going to be like, this is, this is baloney. <laughs> this is baloney with rotten mustard on it. <laughs> you know, it's not believable. <laughs> but anyway, uh, glad I got that off my chest. That one, I don't like yeah. anything out there that that puts that sends people straight to hell, and that one's going to send a lot of people straight to hell because they're not going to change your ways. They're not going to change your ways. Everybody thinks that yeah, that, uh, that Jesus is going to blow a big old trumpet, and it's going to be like, it's going to be like, oh look, here comes Jesus! Here comes Jesus! Look, he's in the clouds. There he is. There's Jesus. That's what they think. They think, look, look, there he is. The clouds are parting. It's Jesus. That is absolutely wrong, 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 wrong. The only people that are going to hear the trumpet, the only people that are going to hear the trumpet sound are those who are leaving. And Jesus doesn't show up into the clouds like that in front of all of the people. Only the people who are leaving will see him. Oopsie daisy. Yeah. All you see is in Matthew twenty four twenty nine. you see the sign of the Son of Man and all the tribes of the earth will mourn. But it doesn't say all the tribes of the earth will see Jesus in this guy. Don't say that. Oh, anyway... But that comes from 11 years of reading prophecies, dreams, and visions, and bringing guests on the program. Otherwise, I'd still be sitting there going, yeah, Project Bluebeam, yeah, reptilians, they're, they're going to eat all them their people. That's what's going to happen. I'm gonna, just like that that Dagnabbit TV show, you know, that, that movie where they had all everybody Gee. turning in a, you know, what, what was it called? Sky something or... Uh, what was that one that he said, the guy said? This is like the Dagnabbit rapture, except he didn't say the Dagnabbit. He said something worse. Remember that? What was the name of that? Okay. What was I'm the not movie? Sure. Oh, come on. Okay, hold um, on a second. Blue movie. Beam movie rapture. Okay. And uh, let's see here. It's got to come up. It's got to come up. It's got to come up. Oh, my gosh. Blue Beam is all over the place. Um, it's on the tip of my tongue. Videos. No, I should have used, you know what I should have done? I should have put this in DuckDuckGo because they're going to, Google can't be trusted. So let me try DuckDuckGo here. DuckDuckGo. All right. 
control V. Let's see here. Oh my gosh. I actually have an article I wrote called Project Bluebeam and the Real Rapture. <laughs> oh, this is great. Okay, come on. Which one was it? Beware of the blue beam. False rapture. I see you. Project Blue Beam. Can they fake the rapture? What was the dog? I don't know. I can't okay. remember now. It was really popular at the time. Everybody went and saw it. Alien Invasion all right. Miami. All the people were getting sucked up in a blue beam. Uh, anyway. Yeah, I see yours here. Tribulation and Tribulation. Oh, and yeah. If you, do, if you use DuckDuckGo and you type on almost any end-time subject, <laughs> Tribulation Now is going to turn up at, like, the top three hits. Okay? You go to Google, and it ain't going to show up until you're, like, at the hundredth page. <laughs> they hate me. <laughs> Praise God. Google Goblins. All right. Let's so what I'm using, I don't think that it's Google what I'm using here, but it doesn't say anything. Any, anything other than DuckDuckGo is, is garbage. It's all part of the same series of engines that are under the control of the NSA, the CIA, and, and yeah, DuckDuck is the only one true. that I know that is clean. I've, I've used many other ones because they tricked me. I would install, um, I don't know, whatever, something on my computer, and it would have some click wrap nonsense and you know then they would call it a secure search engine you know but i wouldn't be paying attention i just wanted to get the doggone app installed and next thing you know my search engine has changed and i'm like oh this is still just the biggest piece of junk as google is you know of course and i just go back over to i use google only because there are certain features that it has that makes my life easy and fast but when I'm searching for information, I always go to DuckDuckGo. If I need information that can be believed, I go to DuckDuckGo. Um, you know, and of course, I'm at DuckDuckGo right now, and they've got Sergei Monast's bold theory about Project Blue Beam. And I'm like, no, Sergei Monast, lying, satanic, double-crossing bunch of bunk. Is what that is. But anyway, and there's even some decent Christians out there that still have it published on their websites and telling everybody, warning, warning, you know, Project Blue Beam. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Sorry. Uh, the only sound they should be hearing is this sound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just can't. You know, I, my please, Father, forgive me for my sense of humor because I don't want to offend anybody. And Father, if I am, I pray in Jesus' name, please let them forgive me. They can call. They can call bunk. They can call baloney. They can say whatever they want to say. They can turn the channel. You know that I don't mean any malice by it. I hope I put a smile on somebody's face. And more than anything, I hope I save some people from going to hell. In Jesus' name. And on that note, we're out four minutes to the end. Would you go ahead and pray for us tonight, Brother Robert? Yeah, okay. All right, Lord Jesus Christ, we come together uh, under your name and banner and 
especially in the times that we are now in and what's going on around the world, as you know, in the Ukraine, Russia, in in Asia, the Middle East, and in Europe, and the United States, and and other parts of the Americas, Lord Jesus Christ. So I, I call for you to give everyone hope, to open up the eyes and ears for every Christian to see, and even non-Christians, so that maybe they can come to you, especially for what awaits us in the future, Lord Jesus Christ. I ask you to keep uh, my brother John and his assistant Nancy, uh, keep them safe, especially what the enemy still is trying to do, Lord Jesus Christ. And I also ask you to uh, protect all the listeners that are listening now and also in the days to come, not only to this show, but any show that um, John is uh, doing. Uh, so that everyone keep uh, up to date what is going on, Lord Jesus Christ. And I ask you to open up the eyes of the world leaders and open their hearts, if that is still possible. I know with you everything is possible, but that depends also on the persons in question, Lord Jesus Christ, so that they don't do crazy things what Satan would love to, to see to happen. So yeah, Lord Jesus Christ, I ask you to protect everyone so that we doesn't blow up this planet unless it is your order. But if not, I ask you to keep everyone safe and sound. And I yeah, I certainly hope to, to be next time back again and uh, we talk further on the things that we have done. No doubt we are done further in what's going on. So yeah, Lord Jesus Christ, I ask you to, to keep your blood of Christ over everyone and all your Christians out there, and also, as I said, non-Christians, so that hopefully they will be touched by your love and light, so that hopefully they can turn away from the darkness into the light, as it's going to be now a numbers game, Lord Jesus Christ, as you know. So, yeah, I I, uh, I ask you, yeah, to keep everyone safe in your holy and sacred name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And you know what the Lord just showed me? <clears throat> duck, duck, go. I typed in blue beam movie rapture. And <clears throat> right here in front of my eyes is a person prophesying, warn, warn about the false blue beam rapture revealed full version prophecy. Imagine that. Hmm. Looks like the Lord wants to get the word out. Anyway, praise Jesus. Thank you so much, Robert, for joining us tonight. God bless you all. Uh, we're half an hour on OT. Uh, we didn't get cut off. That's a, that's a miracle. Praise Jesus. Uh, tonight is Wednesday, October the 19th. And, uh, boy, I would really like to have the prayer vigil on Friday night. Um, so, Lord willing, but also, you know, life circumstances willing as well. <laughs> praise God. Boy. Uh, the beatings I've taken lately. Thank you, Jesus. I, de I definitely hope that we will be making it this Friday night. Hallelujah. Lord willing, God bless you all, and uh, we'll see you then. Thank you, Robert. Excellent show. Very You're interesting, welcome. as always. And we'll do another okay. computer special. I don't know. We'll we'll pick a day and do a computer special <laughs> and teach people how to do oh um, low-level hard drives uh, using debug. MFM. Should we use MFM or RLL? What do you think? MFM, all of Maybe I can find an old XT4 megahertz key uh, motherboard. 
you can practice on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. God bless you, brother. Talk to you soon. Yeah, you too. And take care. And everyone else, have a great and safe evening. Bye bye. When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? For you, we will endure Until you come back for your bride To set her free Write our names in your book of life We are cleansed through your holy sacrifice As we lift your name on high Renew our mind, renew our soul Remove the scars from our past And deem us righteous We rebuke all deceptive lies When will your coming be? When will your trumpet sound for me? I shall lift my obedient children to the clouds, for they shall see my glory.